What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 139 of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. Anybody who's in here for regularly, please hold. I was all, thought I was done with my socials, but okay. I must alert Gonzo. I got some stuff going on. I got some, some stuff to talk about anyway before uh, we get too in-depth. But tonight will be our very first series or part of a series of episodes we are covering the West Memphis Three. And you know we love our satanic serial killers. We've done... Several episodes on satanic serial killers. And this is the most interesting and craziest one of them all. Because it basically hits all the bases that generally piss me off when it comes to... There you go, right there. We both have printed outlines for this. Thanks to me. Thanks to me. I brought the case to the table. You, Thank you. But I, but I and even out. though you print, he printed out the fucking paperwork. Get who sat at the bar and added more information to that's it. Why, well, that's why I wanted to get it to you early. This person, you what's did. got two thumbs and knows too much about stuff like this? This person. Yes, but we apologize for starting late. Uh, Phil blew a fuse in his fucking house. <laughs> literally, I got out of the shower, and then I would have been here fucking five minutes earlier. But the slowest fucking moving train ever. I literally went, turned around, went down the main strip, got on the highway, and then jumped on. Uh, we won't disclose exact road names just in case. Yeah. But I think you know the one I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know the one you're talking about. That I'm, runs all the way down. I hit yeah. it myself. I've hit it myself. Before. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, got out of the shower. I even we were texting. I said, "Hey, whenever you get here." Yeah, I got out of that shower, out of the shower to your message, and I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" And then I saw, "I'm going to this. I'll be back." Blah, blah, blah. I was like, "Fuck it!" Yeah. So I had to the what fuses I had from the previous tenant of this place was not correct, so I had to make a trip to the hardware store. Absolute shite! And then I had to change fuses, and then uh, we refused to not do this episode tonight. Yes, we were doing. <laughs> did, you did shut the door, right? I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure. Yes, but that is why we're late. We are we apologize greatly, and that is how how can that that's physically impossible. We okay, uh, but West Memphis three. That's what we're talking about. How can that be? That's impossible. God damn it! YouTube's fucking with us. So West Memphis three. <laughs> Is what we're talking about now. Squeaky chair. This has been done at nauseum. Most people have at least heard of this situation, and is a tragic story on all fucking levels. And if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, you would at least know what the three characters of the main characters right. of this story look like. Because I've been stroking my dick a little bit all day. Your, per, your personal the, life has nothing these to do with it. Those Instagram posts that I put oh, up today, I was looking at I was like, those were fucking tits. I, I, I got a little excited. But this is, uh, like I said, probably this case has shook me to the core. That is why I'm so passionate about it for several reasons. And this is the I've saddest evolved. case ever. And it starts off horrific. Everybody's worst nightmare. and It both, even ends in a good way, and it's still fucked. It's still fucked. So let's go ahead and get started. On the evening of May 5th, 1990, 
three Cinco. many, many years Cinco ago. Cinco de Mayo. Who's that? If you say so. Yeah. I'll go next door and ask, I guess. Yeah, no, May 5th is Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Uh, the West Memphis Police Department received a call from John Mark Byers about his son. Jimba. Uh, Byers' stepson, but we'll get into all this later. Stepson, and if I'm jokey stepson. tonight, it's because he's way serious about this, so right. I'm going to try to keep it light a little bit. Well, that's that's I'll go, we'll continue here in a minute, but that's the hard part about this. There's it's some, hard to not get pissed especially off, especially this. What we're going to cover this first episode? Yeah, it's hard to get not get pissed. Like Melon, Mel that I live with. Yeah, I was talking to them about it, and you know she's a social worker right. and does drug counseling and stuff like that. Dude, like just me telling her about this story, we ended up having like a fucking ten or fifteen minute conversation, smoking a cigarette, and like just standing in the kitchen before. The, like Cole right. was already like taking a shit, getting ready to go to bed. We're just in the kitchen, and she's like, "Well, this, this, this." I'm like, "Yeah, this fucking." Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but John Mark Byers called the police about his son not being home. It was getting late. Young Christopher, Christopher uh, Byers. Now Byers is his list technically his stepdad, but apparently adopted he, he adopted he adopted his. Well, this where the story even. Starts off like that. Yeah. Fucked up. He says his adopted son, which I would think he was adopted since they share a last name now. Yeah. But there is some doubt on that as well. But we'll get into that in later episodes. But stick in, stay tuned. He wasn't home and it was getting dark, and naturally, any parent or even step parent would start getting worried. Officer Regina Meeks. This bitch. Well, you will find out how much of a bitch she is here in a minute. A response to the call and interviews. John Mark Byer. Uh, so he, Which I do have a sidebar right. to when we get to why she's a bitch. I have a sidebar that I learned from that podcast I was telling you about. Okay. Uh, but apparently the time frame's a little... Somewhere between 8 and 8.30, she's there taking the statement. I be, In the evening. In the evening. Because the boys had been gone for a while. Most of the day. Uh, well... As kids do. Yes. Especially back then. Like I grew up back then. We were out of the house all fucking day. Right. Uh, Byers says that he last saw Christopher around 5 o'clock. So we're talking three, three and a half hours. Christopher. Yeah, this little kid. Byers also adds something very interesting. It's so, like, I hate knowing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I hate knowing what's coming up. Right. It's Talking about all these people in this case. This is a heart-wrenching one. I mean, it gets me. I might even tear up. So stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, share this shit out because this is going to be a fucking good one, dude. I so, put in so much work on those thumbnails and shit. Sorry. Yeah. So, fires, uh, like I said, last saw his son about five o'clock in the evening. Cinco. Stepson, adopted son, whatever. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get also, deeper into that later. He also adds one interesting fact that he gave Christopher a whooping. Yeah. You know, this is back in the 90s, maybe. You should beat the hell out of him. I kid. don't see nothing wrong with, with it. You know, I, I was whooped. Like I said. Well, and like I, I, from multiple sources that I heard from, it's not like he, he didn't beat him. You know what uh, I mean? He, he gave him, he gave him a whooping. I'm still That's doing, what I heard. They, they, I'm still doing research. You, yeah, you dove way far into And it this. goes really deep. And I can go, I'm Which, still researching this to, today. Up until I took a shower, I was researching it. Uh, that my, there's more to that story than meets, meets the eye from his older brother. So yeah. we'll, we might dive into that a little bit later on. Which episodes. we might dive into even further because I also found out another little sidebar. Um, we can get our hands on uh, certain case pr- proceedings and shit like this through the internet on this. Whoa. And like some state paperwork and such. We will look into that. Uh, we will 
Byers, fuck the truth into you. Byers, Jesus, that was aggressive. Byers adds this for one particular reason. Yeah. Because he's concerned that Christopher took off because of that. Right away, basically. Yeah. Which, not, not surprising. Yeah. So, I mean, just not because he's a douchebag. He actually, Especially because, like, you're not even my real dad. It's better off to come clean about this kind of shit right now. Cause right. Once, if they do, at this point, they're not thinking he's dead right. by any stretch of any imagination. They think he's just run away when we find him. Right. Lucy, you go well, have plus, some explaining well, to well, do. Plus, you gotta you gotta lay that shit out on the line. Because correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that the parent? Aren't those the parents that one or both of them have had run-ins with the law? Yes, both of them. And yes. we'll go dive deeper into that. So you would expect people like that to be like, if I don't have anything to hide, I will be like, yeah, this happened. But you know, just in case, you should know. Maybe he's just fucking walking around with his He-Man doll and a PB and J, thinking he's gonna go rough it like Les right. Stroud. Now. Meeks takes this statement and obviously is concerned. Any any person with a heart is when your parents. Yeah, when you find out a kid's fucking missing. missing. And, you know, I have. Your neighbors over here that I've never spoken to right. could come to me and be like, I can't find my kid. And I'd be like, well, let's fucking go find your kid. And I have a personal story similar to this that I'll share here in a little bit once we get to some of. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I can only imagine. As uh, not being a parent, it's got to be the most fucking so just Meeks terrifying thing. leaves basically looking for this kid, basically. Yeah. She gets another call. I heard differently. Okay, well, I heard... I heard from the, the cold case investigator that I listened to mm-hmm. that he's getting metal as fuck over there. Um, that, well, actually, you know what? Hold this and tell them the other call, and then I will tell you what I okay. heard from that person for the reasoning, some of possibly the reasoning for why it went the way it did. Okay. Uh, through my sources and through what I've read, after she takes Byer's statement... She leaves, gets a call or a dispatch to uh, Bojangles. Bojangles. Great breakfast. Chicken restaurant. I've never yeah. been. Uh, Fantastic breakfast. About a person coming in the store, into the restaurant. I'll say it was a black guy. Okay. Well, I was going to get to that. Relax. Oh, I thought you were beating no, around the bush. No. Uh, so she responds to this call. Not now, that being black incriminates him, but it was literally every time I heard this story, they're like a black male. They make an emphasis on saying that. I, I've noticed that. Now, here's the kicker. This is where... Because it's Arkansas in the early 90s, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, this is where Regina, Officer Regina Meeks, loses a little credibility for me. That bitch. She gets to Bojangles Restaurant, and she proceeds to go to the drive through to take the statement from the manager the manager meets her at the drive-thru she goes through the drive-thru to take this to take to take the report from the manager of the bojangles the report of which or for which the crime or incident was a middle-aged ish black male walking into bojangles covered in blood and mud and dirt not Mm -hmm. saying a word and then going and locking himself in the women's bathroom for like a half an hour Finally, and then he leaves. And sure, shortly before she gets there, I've Officer heard half hour, I've heard there. different time frames. But still, like, very close, close to apparently they made the call while he was in there. Yeah, from what I've seen, he leaves. She gets there. She takes this. This talks to this manager. Now in the drive-through. In the drive-through, did she order a fuck a bucket? I was going to say, you think too? she got like a two piece and fries while she was waiting? I mean. Fucking piece if of they shit. Serve donuts. You know that. Now did. that being said, I did hear, like I said, because I, so I'll, I'll have to look up the name of the podcast I was listening to. Super interesting. I, I wish I knew it off the top of my head because I'd shout them out. But 
this guy, like I said, was a, a retired cold case investigator, and he said that from what from his knowledge, she was responding to the buyer's home, and then the Bojangles thing came across while she was on her way there. So that was a stopped on the way to the buyer's home, and she didn't know what the fuck it was, and was just like, "Oh well, I'll stop by there real quick while I go do this." "Quote unquote missing persons" or whatever you want to call it. So she stopped. You're that's so, what he. That's he said from his knowledge. That's she what stopped happened. At Bojangles beforehand. That's what I believe Before he she said. Went to, oh, that's because he said that might explain the nonchalantness because she was already like dispatched for this thing, but she just happened to be the closest unit to that Bojangles. That very well could be. I mean that that would either way. It's still. I, I'm going to cut her a little slack to a certain extent if. It makes sense if she stopped there before. Yeah. I get it. But even afterwards, I will say this. As a woman who is very... Women are naturally nurturing, most of them. And yeah. And a missing kid, they probably take it harder than most men. Yeah. Um, you think she would just be like, fuck that Bojangles. Or she was probably in a rush to get to... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, that, so that, I that's kind of what he brought up. And like, it, it still seems as backwards for, quote, good police work. But, right. You would think, you know, either way, I would think, uh, get another officer here. Yeah. Or something like that. So she leaves, uh, like you said, uh, a black man, disoriented women's bathroom, leaves, covered in blood. Yeah, like didn't talk to anybody. Uh, blood, blood and mud and dirt, which potentially important factor. Shortly thereafter, she gets another call for another missing boy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this call came from Todd and Dana Moore reported their son Michael hasn't come home yet. And by this time, it was pushing nine o'clock. It was closer to, it was probably a little after nine o'clock. Okay. So she goes there. Uh, the Moores live actually across the street from the buyers. Yeah. This is where I have, well, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, they also report they last saw Michael at about six, six o'clock. So this mm-hmm. bumps it even an hour. And he was riding his bike with Christopher Byers. So Christopher Byers yes. is with uh, Michael Moore and Stevie Branch. Where we, yeah. Where? I just love the name Michael Moore. Michael Moore. Yeah. Not the Michael Moore that makes shitty political movies. That's a complete. As dark as it was, Bowling for Columbine was good. Yeah, but he's still an asshole. Oh, yeah. Fahrenheit, 9-11, all that shit. Sucked <laughs> major balls, yeah. Uh, by this time, word started to spread in this. Small-ish na- town. Smallish town, but this neighborhood. Yeah. And this is, you know, when you start having missing kids, especially people start knowing about it. When you're in a town, when you're in a neighborhood and you start seeing cops on the same street. Right. Well, that questions arise. That's what, you know, I'm not sure if they were, I would think they were home an hour earlier. If their son was out, somebody was home from that. Well, one of them, why was it? Which one of them sent the, their daughter to go look for him? One of them had one of the families had like a ten year old daughter more. that they. That was the I, I think you might. I think you're right, but yeah, the one of them sent like their ten year old daughter to go look for these kids. Now here's here's where I get a little. You know, there's so much to this case. It's been done so many times. It's almost like the game of telephone, mm-hmm. just like the Bojangles incident before, after. Who fucking knows? Yeah, we literally both. I I told right. I I found a podcast that is almost exclusively dedicated to this case. Now he's a a biased fucking. Dick, but oh, is that the one? He will leave his name out of it just so he doesn't try to fucking well, we'll come after us. But he's a about fucking dick. And, uh, but my point is, the Moors. 
Yeah. They live across the street from the buyers. Mm-hmm. Officer Meeks is at the buyer's house at 8 o'clock. Or and you don't eight. think to like run across the street? You, and they and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? My kid's with your kid. Right, exactly. An hour later, and they sent somebody to... Uh, Hello, Paulette. Is that your mom? Yes, that is my mom. Hello, I feel mother. his mom. They sent somebody to... I th- I think she might not like this one. Oh no, she'll like this one. She, oh, she like this shit. I know, but I think she'll understand where we're coming from. Yeah. Uh, the Moors were the ones that sent the daughter looking. Uh huh. So, but my point, like I said, across the street in a s- small subdivision. How exactly? That's what I agree. Well, how do you, you not go over there and be like, my kid was with, with your, your kid, kid. and the, the cops are in your fucking house? Right. Well, what's going on? So, and I, and as a parent. You're not a parent, but you still, you know, you can probably f- sympathize when you're. I think goes- the only reason I kind of can is just because I've been an uncle for two thirds of my life. When you, your child goes missing, there's your, when your child isn't accounted for, there's a sinking feeling that you can't explain. And this happened to me at one point after mm-hmm. my divorce, I was, you know, the kids were li- they were living living with their mother. I'm at work one day, and you know the situation. With my oldest daughter. Yeah, I get a phone call from my oldest daughter. She says, "Kylie's not home." I went to get her off the bus, and she wasn't on the bus. Oh, so a that's the worst thing you can hear from a kid, right? Or hear about one of your kids, and when it's my situation, my oldest, who's I'm not top on her list at the time. And she and she calls you calls me. Yeah, I said, dude. I'm, I told my buddy, the boss. I said, I'm out. Kylie's right, like, I got shit to do. But Kylie did not come get later, the, boss man. Get off the bus. I'm gone. Yeah, I went, and you know, I don't like talking to people, especially strange people. If I don't but know it's you. your fucking kid. I went around that neighborhood because we live, still lived in the same neighborhood. Yeah, I was, you know, looking for talking to people, kids. I knew rode the bus because I put her on the bus most. You know, I used to put her on the bus all the time. I drove around that neighborhood, basically interrogating everybody I could find. And then about an hour later, I get a phone call. Yeah, from her mother. She's with her. She's with her. They had a dentist or an orthodontist appointment. Oh my god! Like they, you they don't fucking let somebody know they that. They didn't tell my oldest about it. What the fuck, man? And she wasn't answering the phone. I was, so, but literally. Like, I don't know your ex to, like, like I'm not going to talk shit on her, but, like, that's something you let somebody know. Right. I mean, I mean, at least your the your other daughter that gets her off I mean, the fuck, bus. like, my parents didn't go along when they got divorced. They, like, there was still communication well, about me. Story if we can get into it another day. But Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, but there was still, like, like if I had something to do for a weekend that I was supposed to be with my mom, my mom was not in the dark about it. Oh, yeah, but, I mean. Or, my... like, if my mom picked me up sick from school, she, like, was on the phone Disgruntled, disgruntled as fuck with my dad, being like, "Oh, I picked him up from school. He's sick." By the time my ex called me, I was in a rage. I bet I was literally playing, saying that whoever's got my kid, the cops better find. Just running around going Liam Neeson on those oh, bitches. I, the cops better find them fuckers first, which I'm is why, to, like, well, Samuel L. Jackson, time to kill him. Well, and I that's why it, it's somebody. like that shit. Like this is why stuff has gotten almost annoying for some people because, right. like. Shout out, I do it all the time. Shout out Bro Ohio, Nick from Bro Ohio. I heard him tell a story on the on the podcast one time where um something about getting his daughters off the bus right. at a different place or something like that. 
like they got on the wrong bus or some shit like that. And the lady was like, I can't let them off, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, you were going to give me my fucking kids. Right. And he was like, I'll shut this whole motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the range of emotions. I went from. Pan- hey, Joy's here. What's up, Joy? I went from pa- panic to rage. Yeah. To in worst case scenario. Yeah. And your kid's unaccounted for. So I understand what these parents were going through. Yeah. You go from you go from zero to 100 I, of, I like, of like, where's my kid to I'm going to kill who's going to who's hurting my kid. You know what I mean? Like not to be luckily she dark, called but. when she did because I had my phone in my hand to call the cops. Yeah, I you know, I grew up in the town. I still knew I know some of the cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was calling, and she, when the phone rang, and it was her. Right, and I said, "What?" You know, I said, "What in the hell is going on?" And she yeah. told me, "I was like, okay." And then the exhaustion of that rage that I was feeling, all the emotions, that, the rage. I, I was like, God. So I understand what the, these parents are going through. Yeah. Now that's about the end of the similarity. Moon unit. What's up, moon unit? Uh. But uh, by again, this, before can, we jump back into this detail, Moon, you didn't enjoy if you guys weren't here last week. There's not going to be much interaction with the comment section today because this we'll get you guys this old fired up case. We'll get we'll we'll get in and chop it up at the end of this. Yeah, well, when we kind of wrap it up for the part one of this. So, uh, by this time in the neighborhood, we'll get back to the story. And by this time, word has started to spread. Yeah, and they have started to do kind of a search because it is a. Small-ish town. Right. It doesn't take long for people to notice cops in front of your house. Now, interesting, the one thing, the search was based around a small wooded area called Robin Hood Hills. Robin Hood Hills. Which is about a four-acre, which isn't very much, of a small wooded area that kind of separates the subdivision from a truck stop and the interstate. Like, it's a small area, but the one fact that I, I would throw in is, like, it is wooded enough that... You could easily lose somebody in there, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be a fucking like statewide search. You could go find them if they were in there, well, but like, it, you could easily be like, yeah, they're probably in there. Yeah, we'll, you probably we'll just can't talk fucking about see Robin Hood Hills a little bit more when we get to interesting the, name the investigation part of it. Because I've even learned stuff about today that kind of has like, okay, that makes it even more weird. Oh yeah, I've got little. I, I learned a lot. I got a little, a lot of little like. But uh, so they asked the parents. And some just people around the neighborhood uh, started uh, searching this four-acre woods. Uh, there's a creek that – it's a canal creek. Wa- slash water runoff. That's basically what it is that yeah. runs – splits it. Yeah. And it's not very – Because I believe it – because it goes through a culvert under the road. Right. It's, on one end at least. It's just, like you said, a water diver- so, diversion. So it can be anywhere from two foot to four foot. A deep. creek. Yeah, it's just like the creek. creek that we all fucking played in when we were kids. Right. <clears throat> but the parents, uh, so the parents were searching this, but it was getting late by this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it's close to. The, I've heard stories they kind of called it off because you know it was getting dark. I mean, by the time they called the cops and everything, it had to be what ten, at least ten or eleven. By the time they started, I would say sometime after ten o'clock they started searching. Yeah. Now I'm. Everything I've kind of read, they didn't search all night. They kind of kind of gave up because it was dark. They weren't finding anything, which I find that hard to believe. Because I know if it was my kid, well, I'm yeah. out there all night. Well, I did hear that uh, John Mark Byers did say, like, no, basically, he's like, no, fuck you guys. I'm finding my son. And one of the cops was like, we'll keep looking, you go home. You're not doing yourself or right. anybody else any favors by being out here all charged up. And this is where it gets 
apparently buyers did go to the truck shop side and yeah. kind of yell from that. Which that's an important with, detail to me. It's right by a truck stop, like which is the, the, a lot of shady shit goes on in those eight stop. places. Um, but even that, when I we, love our truckers, though, when we get into that, his story doesn't quite add up. He says he's with his older son, but yeah, the son said he was in bed by midnight. Yeah. So I mean, this where this thing gets so fucking crazy. We'll find. We'll see which part we actually get to those details yes. in. Uh, part thirteen of West Memphis Three. So they postponed it till the morning, basically. Uh, which you know, like I said, I, I would say, kiss my ass. I'm walking these woods. Yeah, you know, because I wouldn't be sleeping anyway. There's no way you fall asleep. I'm. You would think, right? So this, apparently, the parents stopped stopped searching. I'd have just gone. I just had up a tree stand and gotten a carton of cigarettes from the truck stop. Right. And just been like, "I'll be here, boys. Have a good one." Yeah, so uh, the police pick up the inve- investigation and the search the next morning. Uh, the West Memphis police start the search the next morning, and Chief Inspector Gary Gitchell heads Which up. Is- the official search. The official. You even put that on there because the one before, the I don't think there was officially no, the, a missing right, persons or anything right. like this that. This was filed. the actual uh, police. Like, uh, uh, it, it, they came out in right. force to do it. Right. Uh, search. Uh, they inter- conducted interviews of the family. Uh, they were not alone. With They had help from the sheriff's department. Now, West Memphis, as you could um, guess, is right next to Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, the Memphis PD put up their helicopter. Mm-hmm. And so it just wasn't the West Memphis Police Department searching for these boys. All three boys were eight years old. They were uh, friends. They were all friends together. All three of these uh, buyers, Moore and Branch. They were in second grade together at Weaver Elementary. Uh, the amount of officers that were searching varies. I've heard anywhere from 50 to 100 of officers and volunteers that were strolling these four-acre woods to search for these missing boys. Uh, state troopers, sheriffs, and I, like I said, state troopers were there, which we're going to... This is another fascinating part of the story we're going to get into when we talk about some of the shenanigans that went on during this investigation. Oh, it's chock full of shenanigans oh, from beginning to end. Yes. Uh, after several hours, they came up empty, which, like we said, is four acres. Fucking 50 people... Fifty people, and you can go through four. I, fifty people can go through four acres you, in twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. not twenty minutes, but like, yeah, an hour maybe. I've, I lived. It's basically like you said, as part. I, well, I work every day, mm-hmm. three and a half acres. Right. It ain't gonna take fifty people long to walk. Right, like you could walk from and one it's end longer to the other than it is f- wide. So yeah, so it's not gonna take all day to do this. Uh, the Memphis, uh, after several hours, they gave up the search. Uh, it was only, uh, like I said, but they were calling it off. However, there was a juvenile probation officer named Steve Jones. Remember that name? Steve Jones. He said, fuck it, baby. No, there's kids missing. I'm going to stick around and walk, walk around and find out what's going on. So he stays behind and keeps searching. He's walking the banks of this creek, canal, whatever you want to call it. And notices something in the water at the bank. Here we go. This is where the shit's getting real. This is where the rubber meets the road. Round up the fucking wagons. Uh, Jones We're going on a witch hunt. A sneaker with no shoelaces, which is very a children's a sneaker. child or smaller. 
uh, or a little a person. sneaker for a little person of uh, no shoelaces floating close to the bank. He radios that he found something interesting, which as he should do. West Memphis Police Sergeant Mike Allen responds and gets into the water to search for more evidence. As you probably should have fucking done in the first place. Yeah, probably. A body of water is usually a pretty popular place for stuff to be. Yeah. Oh, I was just looking at something. Uh, where was I at? Mike so, Allen got oh, in the water. My, Mike Allen. He's uh, walking around. You know, it's only a couple feet deep. Yeah. So he gets in his dress shoes. I would assume dress shoes, but hopefully I would, per, you know. I mean, it's Arkansas. I feel like everybody has waders in their yeah, trunk at all times. Probably. Uh, he starts walking around. His foot hits something. And up floats the body of Michael Moore. And this is where it gets a little dark and everybody's going to get a little fucking triggered. Yeah, it's. This, we, probably, we probably should have had a little bit of a trigger warning at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, we are going to get a little graphic because what was done to these boys is fucking graphic. awful. Now, there we'll get into what. We're going to say what was done done to the boys. What so trigger did. warning now? Yeah. So if you have a queasy stomach, then because I also have some of my sidebar add-ons that I learned today are also quite. They're not like physically graphic as the descriptions we're about to give, but they are graphic in that it gives some insight into what may have happened to these right. three kids oh we're gonna get into that we could do five episodes i'm hoping this is gonna be three i wouldn't we're gonna do i i figure we're doing at least three probably four four, four and the fourth will probably be a, just a summarize the fourth will just opinion. be you and me going what fuck this fuck? guy <laughs> fuck that chick <laughs> fuck that prosecuting yeah. attorney yeah so uh michael moore's body like I Fuck said, Bojangles crispy chicken breakfast never sandwich. Never again. Never have. Uh, he has bruises all over his body, wounds on his head. His right arm is tied to his right foot. His left arm is tied to his left foot behind his back. Mm-hmm. Hog tie style. Uh, essentially, kind of like it's, hog tie. It was hog tie position type. Yes. Yeah. It, it was called a hog tie, but technically no. But it, yes. Uh, the sh- and it was he was tied with the shoelaces. Yeah. Now at this point, naturally, it's went from a search and rescue to a homicide investigation. Yeah, because they just found a fucking, found a fucking kid's body. body. The search continues in the canal. Uh, another detective, Ridge, shows. This is where he makes his grand entrance. And you know, I have. We're going to get to the all these guys because these are all players in this game. Red's lost. <laughs> right now. I mean, I sympathize with these guys. This is the worst. With the especially, cops? Yes. Yeah, no shit. Especially this Ridge. He gets into the water and starts searching. And this, this crazy son of a bitch gets on his hands and knees. Yeah, no, we're not on that ACAB shit. Like, I'm not against all cops, but there are just some, there's a lot of shitty fucking policemen and police women and police work in this story. Not all of them. Yes. And so right now, these guys, Alan, Jones, Ridge, these guys are heroes right now. Yeah. They are killing, especially Ridge at this point. Right now. Right now. Trust me. It gets better. The plot was shadowing. Uh, especially Ridge right now. Yeah. The body has already come up in the water, and he gets down on his hands and knees and starts combing this. Uh, as you, as much as you don't want to, you should. I mean, just. Unless you even, have fucking, like, trained police, I don't know, turtles. Right. <laughs> Which play a role. Call the Ninja Turtles. Uh, Ridge. As he's searching the the creek, the creek, 
Crick. He finds sticks placed, standing up, like stuck in the mud. Yep. Which, naturally, he's like, what the hell is this? Uh, he pulls one of them up, and he pulls out a stick with clothing clothing attached to the stick. Like somebody was trying to bury, anchor this anchor clothing the at the bottom of the... Yeah. Uh, a, he finds several of these. And it has different, like a white t-shirt. And then next, the body of Stevie Branches. He finds the body of Stevie Branch, naturally the same way, dislodges it and comes up. Uh, now, Branch's body is tied up just like Michael Moore's, with, yep. like I said, right hand to right foot. The modified hog tie. Right. Arched out, you know, behind, arched out, forward. Branch appears to been to have been beaten severely in the head. Mm-hmm. And half, basically half his face is just clobbered in. Yeah. Now, I will say on a side note of this, uh, for the, this... A lot of this information comes from the uh, documentary Paradise Lost. And I, great, which, great movie. Watch uh, it. Watch your fucking self if you decide to watch it, though, because it will fuck your head up as soon as it starts. Because it basically shows the crime scene photos. Yes. Of these boys. I, when I watch it, it's gnarly. I literally went, oh, oh, no, fuck, they didn't. Yeah, like that's it. basically the opening credits. Yes. It's fucking gnarly. It's. I mean, I was like, how in the world did they do that? Because it was HBO. It's HBO. They can do that kind of shit. But I mean, so if you watch it, and we'll get into this documentary. This is really what got the ball rolling on all this. It plays a big factor in the story. But that's three years down the road yet still. So Uh, please hold. Branch's body was, like I said, tied up like Michael Moore's caved in face, basically. Now, next, Christopher Byer's body is found. Shortly thereafter. And this is where it gets weird. This is where it gets disgusting. Uh, found in the same manner, with tied up the same way with shoelaces. But. But. Yeah, you know, see, I mean, my stomach's even sinking. You want me to take it? Yeah, go ahead. You, I've, done, I've told this story yeah, so many times. So, I need a drink. Uh, Christopher Byers' body was found third, and like he said, hogtied, quote unquote, in the same fashion as the other ones. But. He, Christopher Byer's body had been mutilated. Yes. His, trigger warning, his scrotum had been uh, removed. And it looked like, they try, They said that it looked like somebody tried to cut his penis off. Uh, but his, what, what I actually saw and read was that it was, the head of his penis was almost fully removed. And it had almost looked like somebody tried to skin yeah. it. Yeah, so it, yeah, it was, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I've, you know, I've heard missing head of the penis and then skinned, but. Like it almost, like I, I read that it and heard that it almost looked like they, like it was almost like you've ever seen is, somebody skin a catfish and this is you like rip the skin off. And this it is something you can like see that. in the first minute and a half of yeah, that documentary. It's fucking, it's fucking horrific. I mean, don't eat while, right while you're watching this. Um, yeah, don't put it on in the background while you're trying to make snoo snoo. Oh, I'm supposed to be. I can't even. Uh, two of the bikes. Were, well. The two bikes. Two bikes, yes. I, this is a um, part of the story that get you, depending on who you listen There's to. There's some speculation. There's some spe- but two bikes were found. And from the reports that I've heard, even the statements from the parents, uh, Byers did not have a bike. He, he was, was on the back riding of Stevie, the pegs of Stevie Branch's bike. Yes, and Byers was skateboarding 
that is why he got the whooping because from his stepdaddy because he was skateboarding on his stomach in a face first down a hill in the middle of the street yeah but you know kids in the 90s baby that's how we roll (laughs) yeah that was what that was the shit i did we used to pour fucking gas down the sewer drains and throw a match down there it'd go all the way down the street now this is the point where the investigation starts going sideways and i think the west Memphis memphis pd starts showing their true colors I mean, which also had been the, shown before this, which we will also we, fucking we all, talk about. We also get to these uh, fucking. Gary gets to naturally. He, they, all three bodies have been recovered. He comes out of the woods. By this time, there's a crowd there, and I think this is around four o'clock in the afternoon. They've yeah. been there for about four hours. Because again, it's not the news, not a tiny town, but not a big one by any means. The news had our news trucks were there. Oh yeah. Uh now, I believe I read somewhere that there was actually a news helicopter in the sky by that time. He basically alerts the... Now, I don't know what... I've heard that he actually gives a statement to the cameras first. Yeah. Before he tells the parents. Uh-huh. Which, if he did, go fuck yourself. Right. And but I he, agree. That's so fucked. No, you, you personally... Somebody lovingly... Or not lovingly, but somebody in an act of somewhat humanity tells those parents before anybody else fucking knows. And you do it in the most humane way you can possibly do. I'm sorry. Before you see it on the news, your child is fucking dead and somebody killed them. They didn't just die of some accident, which in my mind, I would, someone would be a little bit better if they were like, Oh, they fell, hit their head. No, somebody fucking killed them. So, uh, there, this, and this is on the documentary. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know whether he told famous first. I would hope he would before he told the media. But there's video footage of him telling like Mark John Mark Byers. You know, and Byers puts his hand on his. Sh- there's a picture. Yeah. Of oh, dude, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Uh, then the worst is even as not a parent. Like I was, I saw this stuff. Just look, and it, was, it made me want to cry. A infamous uh, video shot from the at this time of Pam Hobbs, mm-hmm. who was Stevie Branch's mother. Yeah. Physically fainting. Yeah. You know, you hear her scream and she just collapses. Yeah. And she's, you know, caught by her husband's step... Rightfully so. Steps, uh, or stepfather to Stevie Branch. So, this... Now, if... I think this shows that... You don't have to talk to the fucking uh, media. You don't know what's going on. I yeah, you, you just tell the parents, we don't have we have no official comment on right. the situation at this time. We'll let you know. Right. Or and, just hey, vultures, fuck off. So naturally the investigators believe they had just found the crime scene. Which let's be honest, they still believe to this day. Yeah. Uh investigators pull the bodies out, but there's a lack of blood. And these boys were severely beaten. Yeah, which I have some info there, that's not in this outline. Right, I know. Well, we'll get, we'll get. To, we'll... It's not. It, well, it's not evidence. It, it's just it's from the mind of somebody who has dealt with this shit. His opinion on it, well, that situation. We will. I guess we can kind of. Well, we'll get to that in later episodes. I was gonna say. Well, like I said, the... I was. We could wait another two weeks to do these episodes, but fuck it, we gotta start. Yeah, that. but if we did that, It'll we be would Christmas literally have coming. a fucking script. Yes. Uh now there was a lack. Like I said a lack of blood causing you know. This plays a big role into the investigation of why they, th- the road they took, the path, and 
motive they go with, yeah, this is part of it. And here comes the shit show. And naturally, with the lack of role, you know, if you know anything about this case, satanic ritual. That is, that is what. Hence all with. the Instagram posts and shit. Now, if you guys, if you guys saw them, there is debate on when they came to this conclusion. But we have some. We talked about last night. You know, they came to this conclusion pretty early. almost immediately. I in would my say opinion, immediate, very immediately. Which, uh, like, at, coming up with the thought. I understand because of the state of the kid, of especially Christopher Byers, but to the extremity or to the level of extreme that they just went down that road, that's where you lose me. I get having the inkling, right? But they just almost instantly were like, "We are looking for occultists or Satan worshippers," right? And this is where you know we're going to start the investigation portion portion of this and this is where the shit hits the fan okay and we'll, actually we'll talk about the what did i put it i know it's i was gonna talk about it later because i have i have a couple i know it's in here uh, somewhere i have a couple mental notes about the condition of at least one of the boys bodies and the crime scene i know i put it in here because you what's made that a comment. the let's go ahead and talk about the uh case numbers Oh God, yeah. What the hell it's, is it? Uh, sorry, guys. We're not used to having outlines on this shit. And I also didn't type the outlines, so I know even less than Philip. Did I fucking? You definitely put it in here. I remember I reading it. Oh wow. Well, anyway, case number. Uh, case number was like nine zero dash zero zero five. What the. Even... Okay, no, fuck this dead air shit. Oh, there it is. So the original, the original case number for this oh, case should have been nine three dash zero five dash zero five five five, but instead was recorded and written down as nine three dash zero five dash zero six six six. And upon question, he was question. Get your question about this. That fucking douche. When it came up, he said, uh, "That's one hell of a quinky dink." Did he say it was like a typo? He said, uh, no, no. At first he said, that's just how this played out. Okay. Just happened to be the 60, 666th investigation at that time of year. He should have just had some other asshole dress up as the devil and then be like, it's Satan at work and had some other cop behind him like, <laughs> guilty but as charged. later on, a little bit later, it came out that, no, it was supposed to be 555. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not <gasps> even sorry. That just blew my mind. I'm not an expert on police procedure, but I would think a case number would be filed within 24 hours. And I do believe that just like almost anything else with a number on it, they are somewhat sequential. Yes. Well, they are. He even admitted to that. Yeah. But I was think with this, what was the fifth? What is this? The murders went missing the fifth. They were found the sixth. I would think by the seventh, there's a case number. I could be wrong. But I don't think in West Memphis there's 111 fucking cases. Well, and there's also, like, you would think that this case, it should have had a case number as soon as they launched an official search. Well, I don't Because if you launch an official search, correct me if I'm wrong, if you launch an official search, would you not think that it would be an official missing persons case at this point? Right. I I would think so. Within 24 hours, 
let's just say that it, this is a weeks on end because i do believe that like it's like 48 hours for you or i but i'm pretty sure it's a different time period for a missing person's case for a person under the age of 18 without it barring it being a guaranteed runaway so this is really shows the police's mindset in my opinion yeah they, they were, were looking they immediately the only, the only way they could possibly wrap their head around this grotesque crime murder happening is it had to be satanic ritual which don't get me wrong like with what they encountered i get your mind going to a really dark fucked up place but you're still a fucking uh, a, a servant of the people and an officer of the law and you still need to take a step back and be like let's think let's use all the training that i supposedly oh, had no, I, I was i did i was wrong i'm sorry what it wasn't like four o'clock well i guess yeah he might have come out and talk the whole story's talk. fucked now uh the bodies uh were finally were pulled out of the water and uh, placed on the bank somewhere between 1 and 2 o'clock. Yeah. That's right. The coroner showed up before. Never mind. Uh, the coroner wasn't called the right coroner. away. The uh, coroner. Which, you 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 know, you have a reason for that. But, but the coroner did not show up there until 4 o'clock. Now, they laid these bodies on the banks and covered them up with a canvas type thing. Was <clears throat> I just saw it, heard, like, sheets. Sheets. Just cover the bodies up. I mean, everywhere you read is, or read or right. listen to or anything like that is gonna is slightly different, right? But this is also almost thirty years ago. So, so uh, these bodies were covered up in the Arkansas sun for two hours. To say best case scenario, two hours. Yeah, which is what I added last night when we were looking right. at this. By covering them, they sped up the process of decomposition and aided in the production of fly eggs and stuff like that because they just made it more humid and hot in there right. which the coroner actually signed off on them doing that they called the coroner and asked if they could do that and he's like yeah sure which leads me to my second problem with this whole situation is apparently at least at the time in the state of arkansas coroner was an elected position and you did not have to be a pathologist a doctor none of that shit and his defense he is now apparently but at the time he was not licensed yeah well you're a demonologist like <laughs> yes i have a piece of paper of course that that's what i'm saying we're going, that's going to come up in later on fucking trust sluts. me uh but like you said, bugs, fly larvae had already started in the mouths and eyes. Eyes by yeah. this time, by the time pretty the much any orifice. There. And in somewhat their defense, it was not an easy location for the coroner to get to to get the bodies out. Yeah, well, you get your ass the fuck down there, and you uh, get those poor I, little kids out of the fuck. If fucking I remember, woods. they had to park at the truck stop, <laughs> the the whatever the morgue truck, whatever it's called, whatever. And it, it was it was an act of God to get these kids out. The body mobile. Yeah, somebody had to, you know, yeah, carry them. I guess you just can't take a stretcher down. The cadaverlac. Yeah, put them in a bag and. I like that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's be coroners and fucking get a cadaverlac. Now, they immediately. Now, we talked about them thinking it was satanic right away. What's up, Izzy? But however, they did. One officer, or somebody at the scene said, "This kind of reminded him of." how POWs were tied up in Vietnam. Yes. So originally they said, okay, let's question anybody with military background. Yes. And, you know, naturally they hit all the the topics, you know. So. Sexual offenders, blah, 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 blah. Now is this the time where I should throw in my other shit that I learned today about this? Well, what do you got? Go ahead. So this is kind of, a, this can potentially be a trigger as well. But again, I, I, I listened to a, retired cold case file investigator 
talk about this who actually did these investigations, yeah. not these particular ones. But, like, he worked on the, what is it, the California Sunshine State Killer, whatever the fuck it was, okay. the Gold Coast Killer, whatever the fuck. Um, part of what he had to say is not only was there that, so they were going to look for a possible military veteran, but he said that from a crime scene investigator standpoint, the way that he tied those boys, or whoever tied those boys, did so in a way that, in his professional opinion, they did it like that because the left was to left to left, right to right, which, as fucking foul as it is, in his opinion, he said somebody would normally do that in that fashion because it would then allow that the person doing it to interact with that body or with that person in whatever way they had planned. Well, you can, I mean, as dark as it is, you can let your mind wander on what he meant by that. There's some evidence that got missed in this in regards to the tying up of the boys. Yeah. That we'll cover a little bit later, which from an actual pathologist who, a real pathologist. Right. Who looked at this case 2006, 2007 ish and came to a completely, which changes a lot of the, thinking of this uh but at this point you know by this time you know words out media's covered yeah the bojangles manager goes huh that's the same night that black guy came in here bloodied up and went to the bathroom so he calls the cops to remind them hey uh we yeah. had we had a guy show up uh, covered in blood in the women's bathroom there mm-hmm. is still this guy left behind sunglasses in the toilet Yes, and which from what I saw never got DNA tested. Well, which yes, they could we'll be. Get to, we'll get to that in the trial. Uh, but the and there was still some blood left on the the uh, walls. Yeah, which so, fire whatever employee was supposed to clean the bathroom. Now, to West Memphis PD's credit, they go down and take this stuff. You know, take samples, get the glasses. No, not to their credit. That's your job, That's Jack your job. Fox. Well, hey, they were fucking shit up left and right through this case. Hey, at least they showed up. It gets worse is what's crazy. Uh, so we'll get back to this evidence. Oh, here speaking shortly. of little yeah. side evidence, um, so the blood thing. What about blood? They said a big thing was the lack of blood at the crime scene. Right. So, again, this investigator that I heard talk about this, which they actually talked to one of the soon you'll find out one of the suspects of this whole thing on the phone like played it i heard it it was pretty cool i'd never heard that particular one talk mm-hmm. about it but he was talking about it the lack of blood at the scene to him as somebody who is was a crime investigator was not that shocking because as we all immediately think yeah it can soak into the ground first off to he quote he noted like he's seen cats like house cats come up and lap up blood that like dripped off your finger so animals could have come and lapped up some of the blood and but he also brought up that from what he saw from the case files and from the all this stuff the autopsy shit like that the killing blows probably more than likely almost definitely came from the blows to the head which wouldn't produce that would be the bloodiest part and if he did that while he already had them in the water 
Um, there goes the blood. What kind of go? What kind of? I learned today a pathologist looked because it was common knowledge that one of the boys at the time of the trial died of blunt force trauma to the head. To the head. The other two drowned. Yeah. I heard something today saying that's not true. All three actually drowned. It, the killing blow to the head it was not. Most of that was done post mortem. Well, I mean, even if which not, even it, if not, like the blunt force trauma could easily just lead to the drowning as well, which would explain a little bit of blood. I think it, I don't. You know the the um, would explain a little bit of the blood lack of blood too. If yeah, the, you know, right knocked them out, drowned them. Yeah, which I'll get into that a little bit. That is with the hog tying, the holly tie. Oh yeah, I have I have more. I have more info as far as the some of the injuries on on certain certain injuries on the different kids. I have more information on. Apparently, we're on the next level tonight. Are we? Thanks, Moon Unit. Where are we at? Ah, uh, where are we at? Oh, okay, see, we can't interact with him. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Well, hell, I turned the page. Okay, yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, Bojangles, they collected. They did collect. Now, uh, Detective Ridge, like I said, Detective Ridge went and collected this evidence at Bojangles. So the hero of the day is still playing superhero, getting evidence. For now. Doing great police work. Now, they did have, uh, a few days later, or not, about a week later, they had a really good person of interest they wanted to talk to. Uh it's about a week and a half later after the murders. Uh, police get a tip about two men that skipped town only days after the murder. Yeah. Uh, one of them was the main one was Christ, Christopher Morgan. He was a 19-year-old former ice cream truck driver who at, knew at least one of these boys or had interactions with at least yeah, one of them. Yeah, because he was a ice cream, ice cream truck driver. Ice cream truck driver. He had all three. I guarantee it. Ice cream uh, truck driver, automatically guilty of anything to do with kids, just like a priest. Morgan jumped ship and moved to Oceanside, California. California, IA. They know just how to on, party. So West Memphis Police Department uh, notified uh, Oceanside uh, police and asked them to pick him up and talk to him. Yes. Now, and they uh, actually picked him up on May 17th, so 10 days after the murders, or 12, 12 days. Well, nine, 11 days after they found the bodies before they knew it was a murder. Whatever. Math. <laughs> Whatever. Of course, he, he uh, denied any involvement at first, as they all do. But as the interrogation goes on, he admits to having a drug and alcohol problem, which he had sought treatment for, spent time in rehab. Yeah. And he tends to black out. Now, he is quoted in... It's on tape. I've seen the, yeah. the tapes of this. He He said... I don't know. I could have did it when I was blacked out. Yeah, I might have blacked out and killed yeah. him. Well, well, actually, I think I got his quote. Uh, maybe I freaked out and blacked out. This is an actual quote from Chris Morgan. Maybe I freaked out and blacked out and killed those boys. So the Oceanside cop said, case closed. Got it. Got him. They go out and come back. By the time they come back in, I get, you know, probably, I don't know if it's like the movies, they get the pad of paper, you got to write that shit down. I don't know. Yeah, they, always, make, they went... Royal Canadian Mounted Police, they always get their man. I'm making that shit up. Uh, but by the time he came in, obviously Chris 
Christopher Morgan said, oh, fuck. I think I just incriminated myself in a murder. So about a that. Murder. See, what had happened was. But uh, when he, when he, uh, they came back, he said, oh, no, I didn't do it. What me? He redacted his statement. What me? Which you can do. Yes, it's very. So Oceanside take blood samples and urine samples. Pee pee. Which there's a reason for the urine samples we'll get into. Pee pee. Which is interesting. Pee-pee. And they send it to the West Memphis PD. <sighs> this is where the investigation. Oh, I should point out. I forgot to mention this fact. But I don't think it was in my notes. The West Memphis. Well, we'll kind of get into this, the shadiness of the West Memphis. There's part. so much going right on in this shit, man. It's crazy. From the start of this, uh, the West Memphis Police Department was offered help by the Sheriff's Department and the, and state, the state police. Yeah. State police. And they said, nah, we're good. We got this triple murder. We can handle this. But there might have been a reason for this. Don't Tune in next me. week to find <laughs> no, out. No, no, we'll, we'll tell you now. We still got some time. Uh, oh, I figure we're probably going to be on for another the, hour with this shit. We're going to get into it. and then Oh, yeah. We're, dude, we're not even halfway through our notes. Yeah. Uh, the West Memphis Police Department was under investigation. By the state police and... Possibly the FBI. I've heard the FBI was involved in it for drug-related issues with their cops. Sounds like a real, real just go-to department for any of your policing needs. So that could have played a role in them not wanting help from the state police because apparently the state police and the West Memphis PD were lit on rocky terms at that point. Yeah, like the state police and the FBI are like that super dope wrecker that you see that's right. pulling the broken down semi on the side of the highway and the West Memphis PD is tow-mater from cars. So this really, we were talking about Chris Morgan and his, They, I guess they get the samples, mm-hmm. but they just drop it. This is really the last thing you hear about Chris yeah, Morgan. I literally, I read, like, as far as reading, I read maybe two paragraphs about Chris Morgan and the other guy. I don't even remember the other guy's fucking name. And that oh, was yeah, it. I, I didn't write it down. That was it. Well, because the other guy, I guess, like, from everything I read and listened to and, and all that, like, there just really wasn't dick on that guy. Right. Now, this also could have been, you know, they had their thoughts already. They said this was a ritual killing. This was satan- them, them there, satanic worshippers, mutilating these young boys. It's the goddamn Satan's. It's the devil. We the devil done did this hair crime. We don't know. Should I, I we don't know do about this ice cream truck driver. They just sell drugs out of that shit. They don't kill kids. I'm going to do the voice for the do rest ever, of the time. And Chris Morgan, you know, he was a young 19-year-old. All those ice cream trucks. We have an ice cream truck. Ice cream yeah, truck they're like 50 and 60 here. years old. They're like, mm, shit. Oh, they're like the old dudes that like their kids moved out and they're like, I still love children. I need to make money. My social security don't cut it. Now here, we, have a SpongeBob. Now, why did we go to the satanic motive? Because, because of the satanic panic. And I have a little, a little well, throw is, in because of the, before the leading up to this as to why they might've gone down this satanic road is okay. For instance, in 1988, Geraldo Rivera put out, what became the most popular television broadcast, like the most popular TV broadcasted documentary ever up to that point. And it was like, fuck, what was it? It was like, it was like Satan worship under like, uh, uh, uncovering the devil's underworld or something like that. Underwear. Some shit like that. And it was the most popular 
TV documentary ever to air on TV by that when they put it out. And then 2020 in 91 put out a documentary that just showed a Roman Catholic exorcism. Yeah. And then somebody else, uh, a, uh, some, there was a evangelical, um, fuck. What was it? Some evangelical group also put out a documentary warning of like the, the, the spread of the, the, the virus of satanic worship in the United States. Yeah. And it all really just got spurred with fucking and, Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm of the same age as Damien Eccles, who was I'm Richard the Ramirez. main, who if you don't know, you have to know by now, he was one of the, the three that went to jail for this, went to death row. I'm basically two years older. Yeah. Technically, 93 was towards the end of the satanic panic. Or actually, it was after the Until this shit started. Um, Exactly. But it was still there. But I know from this, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Roundabouts, yeah. You know, pretty much the same area. Yeah. Well, back then, now there's seven fucking areas in there. You know, there was rumors of this shit where we live. Yeah, right. This time, it's it was everywhere. It was everywhere. Because well, because a lot of, like they never talked about it. Anything I'd listened to or read on this, but like it was so rampant. Like kids were calling CPS and call, the cops and shit and saying that their parents were into this shit to try to like we're free. Like, you know, like it, it just it be it almost became like a, a farce of just bullshit that led down a road of just incriminating and butt-fucking a bunch of people for no reason. You know, there. I remember for years, I think I've taken it down since, or paying it over, but the one of the overpasses, yeah, or, or the bridge that goes under the railroad tracks, uh-huh. there's several of them right here, there was always a pentagram on that son of a bitch. There's, a, there's pentagrams everywhere. I mean, so... It's just like, just in this area, like, they, part of the reason, like, a lot of people started looking into the Satan worshippers and shit like that in... West Memphis is like like there was an old abandoned school that had been burned down and somewhere right. within the ruins there was a what do they call it a magic circle on the ground yeah. where it's like stupid, the pentagram and kids do stupid shit and paint stupid shit right which my thing is like dude if you find that shit like more often I would just just chalk it up to alchemy that's what they're all trying to do yeah uh, and let's be honest Arkansas is in the heart of the Bible Belt And so I've heard people, there have been some deniers, I should say deniers, people who really firmly believe this satanic bullshit. Yeah. That say, well, it's technically not the Bible, but it's not overly religious. Yeah, it was. It's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. Every town has those fundamentalist churches. Every town, especially along the Bible Belt. It was like one of the last states to have a serious racist issue. And let's be honest. Let's be real. Little Rock is in Arkansas. It's not, I'm not trying to like down it, but like for a long time, I don't know how it is now, but Arkansas was not the most like open-minded up to times with thought processes kind of place. Yeah. Like Arkansas is not a big money state. It's not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to drag Arkansas through the mud. It's not Arkansas's fault or the people of Arkansas, but it's not specifically known for an educational system. It's not known for race equality in the past. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 in the South. Right. I mean, bottom line, the uh, 
police department did not want to say they were focusing on this satanic. But they didn't have to. It was pretty obvious. They they denied it, but they were. Yeah. The case number is. They changed the case number to 666. It's damning evidence. And their lack of going down a certain path. It seems like, yes, they did a lot. They talked to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it seems once they got on the satanic path, they weren't coming off of it. They were like flies on shit. So there was definitely some shenanigans going on. Now, and also, there was comments made about how this murders took place on a full moon, which, as we all know, that's when all the Satanists do there. Yeah. Jiggy shit. Full moon, Satan. So at this point. Do you know Halloween's on a Sunday this year? Ooh, happy joy. Right? I thought it was kind of cool. What do we got going on here? He just... Izzy said he's got spotty Wi-Fi. Yes, and the uh, camera does if we get too Again, close everybody to who's in here freshly, uh, there's not going to be the most interaction with right. the comments. Until we'll, that, we'll do it. We'll, we'll jump in at the end and, you know, <laughs> cut so it up with you guys. At this point, suspect number one becomes Damien Eccles. Old... Shocker. A kid named Damien. Well, there's a story behind that, too, but we'll get to that now. He said, my name is Damien, and I'd like to be your friend. Now, how and why did Damien become so quick and high on the radar of the West Memphis Police Department? Uh, Damien was a social outcast, typical goth kid. You know, we all... Uh, we all know those kind of people, especially at that age. You know, dressed in black, had a you know at one point had long hair, but shaved one side of it. Yeah, you know, nineties goth, not the goth we know today. Yeah, not the goth. But let's be honest: if he was, if Damien Eccles dressed that way in two thousand twenty, he'd be one of the cool kids. To a certain extent, he, he from everything be, that I saw, he pretty much just looked like me when I was in high school. Right. But back I had long, past my hair, shoulder hair, and fucking metal shirts and black everything. Yeah, but people considered him a strange kid because he was, you know, a skater kid that dressed. Yeah, he was a, he was a Scott as skater gothy kid in fucking Arkansas in the early nineties. Yes, so not a recipe for a prime king. Yeah, like sure. he, he moved to town and like goes to school, and they're like, "Where's your Stetson, fucker?" <laughs> People thought he was weird because of he always wore black. Always he had piercings, uh, with oh god, uh, weird haircuts and long black hair. Always, I mean, that was even fucking kind of weird when I was a kid. Like right. I was one of the only kids with a ear with a pierced ear when I I mean I got my ear pierced when I was like eight or nine, what? and I think I was the only fucking I mean, I, one I of the only dudes in school with a pierced ear. Like I said, I was in I grad I'm two years older than him. I graduated in ninety one, eighteen ninety one. Bite me twice. I had that's a long story, but I had an earring my senior year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people did by the time. Tattoo. Oh, edgy. That see that see that's the story. Was it a tribal? I told my mom. I said, if she's still here, she will attest to the story. I told my mother. I said, you got your choice. She's earring or tattoo. She said tattoo. I'm like, really? "Hmm, Yeah. So I got the tattoo. She got a pentagram on your forehead. No, I got the tattoo, and then on spring break I got the earring. Fuck it. But I, well, Mama doesn't well, know. I, I messed with her. her. You know, back then you had you get the magnet ones. Yeah, 
you know, you know, it was a, it looked like it's stud and you had a, ma- and a magnet in the back. So I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with my mom on this one. I already had the tattoo. Yeah. So I went and got one of those. Walked in. You know what she did? She went and grabbed that, pulled it out, think it was real. I was like, thank God that was a magnet, right? But then I went to uh, spring break. Uh, what ninety one? Uh, and uh, on the way to spring break, like the day of spring break, we leave that night. I went and got my ear pierced. Fucking a! <laughs> Gave her a fair warning from Florida. Hey, by the way, I got my ear pierced. Yeah, Gave I remember I had, I had a super dope gold Lakers logo earring when I was like eight or nine. See, that? my mom's there. This is true. She's still I, here. I didn't. I was not doubting him whatsoever. Uh, so Damien becomes uh. Suspect number one. Now, let's give a little bit of a background on Damien. I'm going to go out of order. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. Damien. Poor kid. This area of West Memphis is one of the poorest in the country. Yeah. Arkansas itself is is a very low-income state still to this day. And Damien had a shitty life. And this this is really one of the starting, the start of what drew me. I'm going to get personal here. What drew me to this case upon my research because I realized Damien had a shitty life. He yes. got dealt a shit hand. Yeah. Poor as dirt. Almost mm. quite literally. <laughs> yes. Uh, not a great home life. Uh, his na- original name, his name is not Damien Eccles. I didn't know that. I probably his just name... like a motherfucker there. I, di- I didn't fucking know you that. You know what his real name is? What? Michael Hutchinson. Really? Yes, that is his name. I did not fucking know that. How the fuck? I've literally spent... Michael Wayne... I I would say I've probably spent no less than 18 hours, actual man hours, studying up on this case. And this is the first that I'm hearing that that was not his fucking name. Was Michael Wayne Hutchinson? Oh, that's a great country singer name. Well, is it was it Michael? My Hutchinson, dog, dad, my wife left. I shit my pants at the what bar. Was the lead singer in excess that choked himself jerking off. Was it I Michael? Don't Hutchinson? Fucking know. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, but that he. I like actual punk. His when his dad, I guess him, his mom and his dad, mom couldn't work it out, and his uncle. He got divorced, and she remarried to uh, what was his Eccles? What was it? Jack Eccles? Wasn't he like a super cockbag? Cockbag, overly religious. I yeah. Mean, like, go to did, church didn't he beat him too? Yeah, yeah. And molest his sister. But Fuck his, his mother... Pardon my French, but he his deserves His mother it. talked Damien, at that time, Michael, into letting Jack adopt him. And she did that by saying, your dad won't have to pay child support now. He might touch your sister, but he loves us, baby. So... Jack Eccles actually... So mom's a fucking idiot, too. Sorry. Jack Eccles actually adopted him, and he took the name Eccles. And at the time... I See, I don't know if he ever... Legally changed his name to Damien. Damien or not. I don't it know. It said Damien on his mugshot. Yeah, it says Damien Wayne Eccles on his mugshot, yeah. if I remember right. If you want to see the mugshot, check out the Instagram or the Facebook or... Well, nobody in here is on my Snapchat, but... Uh, so... We should make a Snapchat. I don't know. I don't know if he actually changed his name. I don't know. Like I said, this is the first I'm fucking yeah. hearing that that wasn't that his was name. Pro- that was a big thing about the, I pro- knew that his, the prosecution. I, I knew that he wasn't always Damien Eccles. Yeah. I knew that he his last name had changed. Yeah. But, but his, I never... I This is the first I'm hearing about Michael his name. Michael was not, his first name. Michael. And they, good the name. prosecution used the fact that he changed his name as Damien. As all you people know, big secret. They pushed the satanic shit. And 
Damien as proof that he was a Satan worshiper. Goddamn omen. Yeah, it was a shitty movie. But was he was right. dirt poor. It was he, better than some. He was poorer than shit. Jack Eccles was a piece of shit. Uh, at one, lived in a fucking hut. Literally, they lived in a shack a with dirt no shack, power, no water, no running water, no bathroom. In the middle of a field that would get sprayed with pesticide. <laughs> and it had a wood. The only heat in the winter time was a wood burning stove that would feel fill the room with carbon uh, monoxide. With I would imagine smoke and carbon monoxide. They were caught. They they paid thirty dollars a month in rent, and they were still struggling. They were still struggling to pay rent. That's how poor they were. And it's he, not like they had a fuckload of kids. Just him and his sister. Yeah. Uh, I think actually Jack had a few kids. I think too. I think. But still, but they were older. I think. Like you rent thirty dollars a month. So Jack, I can would, fucking sell my, like beer cans and soda cans from the from the house I live in and probably make that much. Uh. The only reason I'm I, I I'm not one to down people that are on hard times, but this at least fuck his stepdad. I don't know much about his mom. Oh, his I didn't read too much about his mom. I well, didn't we'll see a bunch of mom. crazy shit. But his stepdad was a fucking dick. He was a see you next Tuesday, even though I already said the c word once. <laughs> I'll say it again. I don't care. He was a he, he cunt. He deserves it. Fuck yes. that dude. If he's dead, I hope that he's not resting in peace. I hope that he's tossing and turning. He was overly religious. They met. He met Damon's good start. Mo- Damon's mother in church. I mean, we're talking speaking in tongues. I'm gonna praise the Lord after I praise that dick boy. You know, the old "I'm going to heal you" kind of church. That's where she met Damien or met Jack Eccles. She said, "Hey, Jack, come spare me that rod." And he was he was older. Was I think bad. he was much older than her. He was like in his late forties, early fifties. Not- really, don't quote me on that. I mean, I'm, it Much doesn't older. surprise me. His, so he had two kids, and I think they were older. And Damien recounts that, you know, he didn't mind his stepbrother that bad. His stepbrother's kind of cool. Yeah. You know. Oh, excuse me. Long weekend. But Give like I said, they were beyond. So that, like I said, $30 a month, and they were still struggling. It, yeah. They, like, is all the joking aside about his stepdad being a fucking douche. Like, not, not, not the, not the best, but. Possibly the most humble of beginnings. So, I mean, you got to come at where this kid was coming from. I mean, he is dirt poor in a town. He's beyond poor. Yeah, like the shithole trailer that he lived in at the time of all this going on was a massive step up in living. Oh, yes. When they moved, they had to move to the trailer park when his grandmother, uh, his step-grandfather died or something. She got sick. Step granddad, yeah, his mom was remarried. That's his grandpa shit. His grand, his grandfather or grandmother remarried, which Damien is. You, you call him Stapal? He actually loved his that guy. I mean, his that was one of the few men yeah. in his life that actually treated. Yeah, him, I did see that. Treat him well. Yeah, and he so, he took it kind of hard. Shout out to that. But guy. they moved in with their grandmother to a shithole shout trailer out to park, Stappy, and that was a that was like going from. Loud house to a penthouse to this, to these people. Yeah, he basically went from a fucking broom closet. He went from Harry Potter's room at his aunt and uncle's house to Hogwarts. <laughs> Look at all the food. Hermione, show me your tits. So that just, t- I mean, in the port, one of the poorest counties in America. Yeah. He was at the bottom of that. Yeah. And all three of the uh, suspects, there's just, you know, there's three people that went to jail for this. All three were fucking poor. Yeah. They all dirt poor, but probably Damien was the worst. And it 
and I think it plays a big role in his attitude. It played, and this is, I'll get into this now. This is what drew me to this case because there was not a lot of difference between Damien and I. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't dirt poor, but you know, we, my mother can test. We had some hard fucking times when I was right. formative years. And I've made a realization. I remember kids like this in high school and I, I tried to not be a dick to any of them, but I didn't. Thinking back on it, just reflecting on it from researching this, I probably looked down on it a little bit. But what this case, researching him, made me realize, and this is one of the reasons why I'm passionate about this case right now, is because there's not much difference between him and I. Yeah. I very easily could have went that path to be the weird outcast kid. Yeah. Luckily, I was good at sports, and I kind of, that was my outlet. Right. But if I, if I sucked at sports... I could very be, very easily been Damian the Eccles. weird skater kid. The weird skater uh, broke my. Which if it, well, and that was always my thing. If he if he was if if he was himself six years later, he would have been cool as fuck. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, that is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this case and what has drawn me in is because there's not a lot of difference between him and I. It yeah, we talked about this. It's like it, it's like it pulled off the from from your eyes. It took the veil of societal societal normality right in that everybody, everybody looks a little different everybody thinks a little different but nobody's any fucking i don't give a shit if you make a million dollars a day you're no fucking better than me right everybody's got a story Every, and i've said this to you everybody's got a hard luck story some are yeah. worse than others and some aren't everybody's some, been shit on some way or and another some kids have a easy go of it but it's, that doesn't mean that everything in their life is fucking hunky dory right and you know Life fucking blows dick for Skittles thank, for all of us in one player, shape, or form. Thank God I wasn't as poor, or my mother might say differently, but I didn't. I did not know we were as poor as what we were. You know, and I lived when our our ship got real. We moved to the trailer park. Yeah, you know, but you know, yeah, my mom had a trailer. Like it was very, very. I very easily could have been. Damien. Yeah, you know where you know exactly the trailer park my mom lived in. Which one? It's off of forty two. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. Yeah. Named after uh some impressive racist stuff. So I wonder if they changed the name of that yet. I'm waiting for it. What I was over that way the other day. I should have drove by and checked. That's weird. Uh so that's what drew me into this Please case. Please pardon my squeaky fucking chair. That's what drew me into this case. Yeah. You know, because I very easily could have been Damien. I don't, there's not, there's not, I don't, unless you're a heartless sociopathic piece of shit, there's, I don't think there's anybody in on the planet that if they sat and did the research that we did, that's not going to find something that draws them to this case emotionally. <laughs> and he's, he's a weird kid. And, because mine, we're about to get into, because you know me, you know my taste in music and right. all that kind of shit. We'll get into why I got so fucking fired up over this shit. But Damien, dressed in black, always wore a black trench coat. Yeah. Didn't matter. And it's Arkansas. It gets fucking hot. Yeah. Like System of a Down. Dressed in black. Whether it was winter or summer, he's wearing that. And he tells a story in his book about when they were moving out of that shack, mm -hmm. they were kind of just throwing shit away. And uh, he came, you know, they were cleaning out a closet or something that nobody went in, and he found this dark trench coat. Did he apologize to his mother before he did it? What? Eminem. I oh. said, I'm sorry, Mom. Oh, no. 
but he found and he thought it was cool. And yeah. He wore it. He said, they said, at least wash it first. Yeah. Thank God it was before Columbine. So that, that was the start of the black trench coat. It was kind of like his armor. Trench coat mafia. It was kind of like his armor. You know. Yeah. He, everybody has one. Now, yeah. When you're a kid, you know, no, not a trench coat. Like every, when you're a kid, like we all have that thing that is, that is our, speaks to us and it's right. our thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like your veil almost. Now, so, and he, Damon was really, you listen, people say he hated school and he was getting in a lot of trouble, but he, he was a smart kid. Still, if you listen to him talk today, brilliant yeah i mean and he can write his ass off i give him that much a little weird and we'll get into that toward the latter series episodes yeah damien damien eccles speaks to me but he was as a person he was very religious he was interested in all religions spiritual spiritual but he was interested in all religions yeah and he actually at one point because of his uh stepfather he tells a story you know he to get him off his ass basically he said you know, he was learning about other religions. Yeah. And he said, I like Catholicism. He got him to take him to, and he, he told his stepfather, he tells us in his book, that, you know, I told him I wanted to go to a Catholic church because he had been reading about that shit. And he said, that speaks to me. The Catholic ceremony, the ritual of the Catholic church speaks to him. Yeah. And he, he knew he couldn't just say, hey, I want to go to this Catholic church. No, we're sure it wasn't the idea of eating the body of Christ yeah. and drinking the blood because he's a Satan-worshipping dog person. Well, that's what Gitchell and these other guys would think. But Old he Bitchell. Couldn't, he couldn't tell his stepfather that I want to go to a Catholic church. So yeah. being a smart kid, he said, I want to experiment with new religion. I want to, I want to start going to church, but I don't know which one's right for me. I want to go to a bunch of different churches mm-hmm. to see which one I like. With the goal to go into the Catholic Church. So eventually he went to the Catholic Church. He said, came back to his stepdad. He said, you know what? I like that one. And he wanted to start going there. So there was a time he wanted actually, he even says he wanted to be a priest. You think that was weird what? for a little kid to be like that? I like the bleeding, man. I don't know. I mean, so he was always, yeah, it's a little weird, but he was always interested in religion and learning all types. Which... The nice men in the big robes, they tickle me. It's fun. <laughs> Uh, so, or was that? <laughs> pedophilia just, I just lost my spot. Uh, okay, Damien. Now, people talk about Damien being uh, a trouble kid. Well, where the hell am I? Well, he did have a juvenile yeah, record. All kids got into shit. He just got caught. Fair enough. Yeah, now, like he didn't have any. He didn't have a crazy record, right? Just he, like, he wasn't like assaulting people. Just like pedophilia, and really, like it was like like vandalism and like like he. Like stole something. Okay, it's been reported that he was a high school dropout. Technically, yes, he was. Yeah, but there's a reason behind it, and he did get his GED, GED and we'll get into that. But you know, so people say, "Oh, that's a high school dropout," but there's a fucking reason for it that nobody really people don't, just don't people don't take take care enough to take the time. It's just like I know for a fact there were some people that at my high school that thought I dropped out and I was like, no, I just didn't finish school where you fucking finish school. I have an actual diploma. Blow me. Now he uh where his troubles really started, where he things started going downhill from him more so than his actually we're doing pretty good. I didn't think we'd get this far. 
Oh, but yeah, we both know that between you and me just talking, there's there's an, a solid 30 minutes of extra here. Right. Because uh, as soon as you start that one topic or this topic, one of us is going to be like, so that's fucking bullshit. So uh, where things started to go off the rails for Damon in the law category with the, you know, juvenile system, he met a girl. As they're the spawn of all Satans, except for your mother's. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. Uh, but he met a girl, and he tells a story. He had to go to a recital of some sort for his sister. Yeah. He didn't want to go. He went, you know, looking the way he does. The girl handing out, uh, I can't remember her fucking name now. Should have wrote it down. But anyway, it wasn't the one he ended up with. You know, that got he got pregnant. It was his new one, or before her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she the... Kept, oh, the one he got arrested with. Okay. Yeah, that's not the one, same one that got pregnant. Yeah. Uh, he met her. She was looked kind of gothy like him. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, this is the one that has, I actually really like her name. It's, Domini is the one who had the kid. Oh, is that? That was Domini. Domini's the one who. That's not the one he got arrested with? No. No. Domini was after her. After he got arrested in this this case? Yes. No. 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 Before I'm, I'm still before. The, okay. Just, this is what got him in just trouble. Clarifying, because yes. we both have, we both have the Domin- same, the same evidence and story from different standpoints, barring a couple up, little knickknacks here and there. I'll give a name. A little ticky tacky little. Should have wrote it down. It might be in my other notes, but no, this was. Uh, I don't know some little trollop that he found, and she was a Wiccan. She was the one who introduced him to, yeah, the Wiccan religion, which. You know, Which in Arkansas in the 90s, she's automatically a Satan worshiper. Right. So, and naturally being a learner of religions, you know, he was interested in it. And they fell in love. It was a love story. And he was infatuated with her. Do you think he made her a mixtape? Probably. It probably had bad English. When I see With a little Pink Floyd and maybe a little Metallica. Slayer. We're going to get to Metallica. Right in blood. Mega death. Uh, you know, he was in love. I mean, it was. I mean, you, I could assume that a guy like that doesn't, you know, his date, dating card is probably slim and, you know. Right. You know but he found, I just want you to know this. He I, his, I love like I worship Satan. He I found, love hard. He found his people. You know, so they date. And you listen to some of these people who still to this day say they did it. I see myself in the oily, dark reflection of your heart. Say that, uh, what was, (laughs) get me me off topic so easily. Uh, I'm the wild card. Shit, I forgot what, anyway. He, they dated, oh, a lot of people say that his parents, which play a role in, you know, him getting on the juvenile, the guy with the juvenile heart on for him, that his, her parents hated him. No, oh, we're getting into that that we're, fucking. We're about ready to get to the fucking, colossal douchebag of them all. That dick smoker. Yes. Oh, we're about wanna, to, you're about to see Travi get fired. I fucking hate this. We dude. might leave that for start that with the next episode. I don't know. I'm already kind of mad. Uh, but like, I, if he's alive and he wanted to fist fight me, I would gladly oblige. As always, he was in love with this girl, and they broke up. Yeah. I feel for him. They tore him up. Tore him up, and hey, man, first love is always the roughest. He got uh, first, second, third, fourth, last, sixty sixth, six hundred and sixty sixth. 
That's generally the one that sticks. That's when you end up marrying, and then your life's hell. Because it's Satan. <laughs> oh boy, where I could go with this now? We're going. Let stay me get a. We are going to stay on topic right now. Let me get a B as a blowjob. They broke up, and where he got in his first bit of trouble is, he found out. And this is from his book that uh, she started dating a new guy. And he found out from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, I that, saw this. That uh, that relationship started a wee bit early. Yeah. And, oh, that's what I was getting to. The parents of this girl, it's been reported, oh, they hated him for no. No, they didn't mind him. Aww. They did not dislike him in the beginning. They disliked him when he found out he was knocking the backside out of it. <laughs> when, the, when It doesn't take much. That's one thing I'll call, say, a, a mom and dad not, not to, hate a, to, to hate a boy is when they catch him. Banging their daughter. Beating the brakes off of that cooter. That'll do it. That's when they started disliking and banned. They said, you are not allowed to see this guy anymore. He was clapping them cheeks and just destroying that bearded meat wallet. Right. <laughs> okay. And uh, they uh, basically banned her from seeing him. And that naturally, and they tried to work it out, apparently, you know, you know, do what kids do. Wasn't going to work. I like you, but I don't like like you. Yes. I'm not in like with you. It's not me. It's you. Go fuck off. You brought me the wrong flavor of hubba bubba. If you've ever used that phrase, it's not me, it's you. Fuck I can't be a part of a two until I'm a better one. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But uh, she started dating this other guy. As they do. Yeah. Not uncommon, especially for high school kids. Like, you're not thinking of what you're doing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he found out that this girl or this guy she was dating, maybe it got started a little bit earlier than what first anticipated. So what did any kid do? What every kid would do when we find this out? I'm going to go whoop some fucking ass. Yeah. Trust me. We've all been. I've done this. Oh. Oh. And apparently he got in a fight. Bro. He got in a fight with this guy. And, you know, I guess scratched him. And he tells the story. They say he tried to scratch his eyes out. He said his his version is, no, I was trying to grab him. And he had long fingernails. He was goth. And it scratched him. He was trying to grab him. All I know is if I was in high school and a kid came at me like that, I would beat the well, fucking brakes off of that kid. Damon wasn't exactly. He, he was a lover, not a fighter. You're getting a fucking earth science book across the back oh, of the dome. Neither one of these kids were. Mike Tyson, so right. we don't have to worry about it. Like, did you just scratch me, you little pussy? <laughs> <laughs> so that is the first, he gets just kicked out of school. That's the first instance of him which, uh, Yeah, which blew me away. Which is oh, not, which is not yeah, it was bad. just suspension. Yeah, I think he just got suspended. Yeah. Now, the, uh, apparently, they reconciled. These two reconciled, and she, as girls do, Realized the error of her ways that she was a slut, and they wanted she wanted to work it out. And he said, "Okay," as stupid high school boys do, or stupid men do. Period. Yeah, it does, you don't have to relate. To and that really, time. I'm not faulting the girl. She's a high school kid. Kids do that stupid shit. You don't think about it. You fucking break hearts, and then you mend them, and then so next thing you know, you they, fucking got seven kids. They form this plan. Because they still can't see each other. Oh, the great escape. The great escape. They're going to run away at the last day of school. They're Original. Just, they're not going to go home. You're going to join the circus too? So they meet up after school, and they meet up with one of Damien's friends, a young fellow by the name of Jason Baldwin. 
Nice kid. Great fucking mullet. We're going to get into that mullet. Oh, my God. The, the only- most majestic. It, like, Randy Travis can suck it. That was majestic. His mullet was so. He was like, it's like the Budweiser Clydesdale of mullets. They are walking. They, they, they're smart. These it's are, like Alan Jackson on steroids. <laughs> these kids are stupid. They're staying off the main roads. They're walking the railroad tracks. They don't want to be spotted. Do you think when they first took off, Damien led the way in his uh, trench coat, but he vampired himself? He was like, we must be off. <laughs> yeah. He just ran away. Like He did the half-assed Naruto run into the woods. So, and they're both just standing there like, oh, I, I guess we're going that way. So it starts to rain. They're getting into base. I, I don't know exactly which trailer park because Damien and Jason did not live in the same trailer park. Apparently. They were adjacent to each they other. They were very though. close to each other, yeah. within walking distance. They get to a trailer park, and it starts storming. So they go in. They know this trailer is abandoned. They go in. Yeah. It would, to seek refuge which, from the storm. For, you know, just for clarification, was, even if they didn't know, clearly abandoned. Right. Which it, I want to state that now because I think there's a little bit of fucking horse cockery going on with what ended up happening from this. Right. So uh, at some point, this is also in his book, he sends Jason out to go to the store and get some food. You can get a Snickers. Got to have a Snickers. You're not yourself when you're. When hey, you're bitch hungry. boy, go get when some Snickers. Go feed Diddy. Hey, bullet boy, go get some food. Do you think he just jumped on his back and grabbed his ball and was like, ha! <laughs> Maybe. Uh, he was a little guy, so no. Jason does this, comes back with food, and he goes, dude, you are the talk of the town. Everybody's looking for you. By this time, Mama Wiccan. They didn't have funny and sorry. Is, uh, they realize they're not home because it took two hours. If I remember correctly, like a 15-minute walk took them two hours because of the way they went. Staying yeah. off the roads. So... And Jason said, <laughs> "Just zigzag through the woods. Hey, don't run a straight line. You got to zigzag, like you're running from a T Rex." <laughs> yes. So serpentine. Jason says, there are, "Everybody's out looking for you." Yeah. And he says, "Okay." He said, "I gotta go," which isn't shocking. He bails. Of course, he had to go take care of his. Uh, he wasn't staying there. He had to go take care of his siblings. <sighs> so, because again, some pretty good kids we're talking about here. Overall, don't let the murder charge fool you. Yeah. Uh, like I heard nothing damning about Jason right. as a person. So Jason leaves. What do you do when you're with your girlfriend in an abandoned trailer? Fuck. They start breaking it down. Smacking the ass. They put on fucking, I want to know what turns you on. <laughs> you think you really think Jason was listening to a little, maybe you think he had the I mean, to if put he on, likes fucking... or Damien to put on Marvin Gaye and all that shit. I mean, if he likes fur burger, he does. So, before apparently they get about half into it, they're they're a little a, they're a little halfway naked from their from the bottom down south of the border. Both are free balling. Right? Who starts there? I don't know. I always thought you started from the top. I, you would maybe, think maybe I, maybe that's a Satanist thing. You start at the bottom, work your way up. I don't fucking know. Take I've your, always worked top to bottom. It's getting real ticker. You don't go right off. to the. You don't know right to the dessert. You got to start out with a big freaking meal. That's like sending a butthole pick first. This is the real crime. Started at the bottom. You got to start. It's called foreplay, son. He just turns into Drake in the middle of it. He goes, did you know that we started from the bottom and now we're here? Oh, God. Anyway. So about this time, guess what? 
police. Popo shows up. Kicks in the door. 5-0. Cherry tops. Kick in the door. You know, the you man. two kids with no pants on. Apparently shirts on. No pants. The fuzz came in and caught them with their fuzz out. <laughs> Nicely done. But I'll be here all week. Tip your waitress. This is about the only joke you can get in this set. Of course, this is the part you can joke around about a little bit. Yeah. We've already talked about the. Oh, I'm going to make plenty of jokes at the expense of the fucking police work, too. Like Barney Fife on fucking meth. So they get picked up for both. Andy. Both of them get picked up on breaking and entering and sexual deviancy or sexual misconduct. And Which is such bullshit. They were both named. Or the, wasn't, it was burglary, wasn't it? No, I, don't, I was breaking and entering. Burglary is. Uh, I, I, I just maybe. I saw burglary. Well, burglary. See, burglary is not stealing. People think burglary is stealing. Burglary just means damage was done. And if you break a window, it turns it to burglary. Maybe it could have been burglary. Because they probably might have. Broke, I don't know. Just because I remember, I, I remember hearing that and being like, "That's a bit fucking extreme." Burglaries. It might have been burglary because burglary is used whenever they break something. Like remember the when the PETA people were at P and G, the naked girls were hung up, were hanging on outside. Yeah, a couple years, what five, six, seven years ago, they got called charged with burglary because they broke a window or something doing that. So it, they very well could have been charged with burglary. I don't know. Because that's breaking and entering. No. If you break, if you, you can't, you broke that Breaking entry. and entering does not mean, if you just walk into it, it's breaking and entering. If you break something, it becomes burglary. See, now we have another problem. They need to rewrite the I law know, it's, books. It's there needs up. to be a charge for just entering. I could entering. be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. Anyway, they got busted for sexual deviancy or misconduct and burglary or breaking and entering, whatever. I mean, three. If you want to research that, that, I mean, that's the last, the least important detail of this whole story. Honestly, if you want to research it, go ahead, Bree. Anyway, they are. Where was I at? I don't know. I haven't turned a page and turned the page in forever. Uh, They were both uh, went to juvenile probation officer or went to court. Uh, They were assigned a juvenile probation officer by by the the name name of of fucking Dickface Magoo. That was his, uh, on his birth certificate, that's not it, it's Jerry Driver. Comes into the picture and plays a large reason why Demon, or Demon, Damon, ooh, maybe foreshadowing there, Demon, Damon, dun, dun, dun. Damon, or Damien from The Omen. Yes. Damon was a prime su- suspect in this murder because this... Cockmonger. This little breaking and entering burglary, whatever you want to call it, sexual, gave Jerry Driver a large... Erection for Damien Nichols, and not just I mean, him. I mean, this helped him. This was the Viagra to his boner Damien, for Damien, but he had a boner for several people in this. Damien town. was number one on the list. He was <laughs> along one, with his his buddies. Dominie or whatever the fuck her name was. There was a, there was a list, but mm, here we go. What? Oh, this is where oh, this, this is where I start. Oh, I this guy fucking triggers me. So they get arrested. They get separated, get arrested. Uh, being minors, you know, naturally juvenile court, and that's why Jerry's involved. And Jerry, I just, wish there was camera so you could get the dramatic, like they're holding hands as they're like, no, and then they just fucking cart him off. Jerry, I love you, Damien. Just a little backstory on Jerry Driver. He's a cunt. Sorry, I'm. I fucking hate this dude. He uh, was a former airline pilot. Ow! Why How do you go from airline doing pilot? that? How big of a dick bag do you have to be to go from? Airline pilot to fucking juvenile probation officer. Ow. I think I actually fucked my knuckle up doing that. Suck it up, buttercup. 
they are not allowed contact. Damien spends time in prison, or not prison, in jail, and gets sent to, they both get sent to a mental institution, hospital, to for psychiatric care. Separate ones, naturally. As is tradition. Uh, when he is released, him and his family moved. Well, he's released. He wants to know where, what the fuck's going on with her. He can't get a hold of her. When he gets released, I guess he calls her and he realizes something's wrong. You know, she's fucked up now. So, by this time, Damien's father, biological father, he is divorced. She, his mom has divorced Jack Eccles. Cockmag Bagoo. He was twiddling the, uh, the sister. Reports of accused of twiddling the sister. Which is a side note on the sister. Did you see? Have you seen? You seen pictures of her? No. She hot. She wasn't horrible looking in, in when she was younger. In the nineties. In the nineties. When spoiler alert, when they get out ten years ago, she looks like Jim Carrey in the. Oh Grinch. my god, she's a straight Arkansas. Arkansas, a Razorback, if you will. Yes. A swamp Sweet. donkey. <laughs> Oh no! Not even that. I mean, it just—I mean, Jesus, Christ, she got rode hard and put away wet. Life be like that. I mean, fuck. Look what happened to her brother. And apparently, she's fucked up too. But that's beside the point. Shocker. Shocker. Okay, so by this time, like I said, get back on topic. Get back on track here. Damien's father is back in the picture. He comes back, and he hasn't had contact with. Damien for several several years, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of a weird story. It wasn't that he was a dick? It just he moved to Oregon, yeah, and uh, probably was a little bit of a dick, and you know, bailed out a little bit. But anyway, they decided to move to Oregon. Yeah, now Damien's on probation and all this shit, and you know. All so this. what does old Gerald Driver do? So Damien and his family makes a two week trip to drive to Oregon. Jerry Driver, the probation officer. But not his mom. They came later, I think. They yeah. did. They came later. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, Damien and his dad made the first trip. Yeah. Went out first. And his sister and mom showed up a little bit later. Jerry Driver calls Oregon. I forget the town, but calls Oregon and says, hey, I got this kid coming. He's on probation here. He's a Satan worshiper. Exactly. He's going to kill every child yes. in the school you send him to. He's going to eat your cat. So... He's going to bathe in the blood of your innocent citizens. Damon gets there. They don't make him go to school. They realize uh waste of time. Just get a job. Yeah. So it wasn't even that Damon didn't want to go to school. It was just they said they didn't force him to go to school. He got a job. He had to meet with the Oregon probation officer. And uh, which yeah. And even I have nothing to say about that. That's from correct. what he states, you know, the probation officer like they're a little bit more cool, you know, and I guess somewhere around Portland. Yeah. Uh, well, not even th- like from what I understand, when Jerry Driver called him, he was just like, yeah, OK, dude, whatever. Exactly. And the probation f- officer from Portland says, OK, come see me once a week, whatever, for like four months. That's yeah. It. That's all you got to do. Fuck it. You're good. Yeah. So. Damien gets a job as in a shop. With his dad, like a mechanic shop, a garage. And apparently, Damien started drinking a little bit, you know, acting out a little bit because he wasn't knew nobody, which as kids fucking do, a seventeen year old will do. Right. 
And apparently they got in fights. By this time, his mother was out or out there now. And uh, I guess he made some threatening statements you know, to his father. I'll kill you. I'll eat you. What kind of shit? <laughs> guess what? Damien ends up, ends up back in a mental institution. hey So, long story short. Yeah, that, well, and that's an ongoing thing. Right. Like, Damien da- Eccles does not do himself a lot of no, favors throughout will, the course of this whole thing. You will hear this in upcoming episodes. He kind of... He's a, <sighs> he's a young, stupid he's a, kid. He's a kid with a chip on his shoulder, had a shitty life. And he's a fucking smartass. Right. And some people venture to say that he may or may not have been or be a tad bit of a pathological liar, but... There's no doubt he has mental issues. Anybody who grew up in that circumstance is going to have, is not going to be perfect no. mentally. You're going to have some issues. And he's, you know, his blood's 52% fucking GMO from where he fucking lived. <laughs> yes. So he's like, he's the same quality of human physically as a Walmart sirloin. Right. So, you know, in every mental institution, they kind of say, they just say, oh, yeah, he's just a fucking kid. He's acting out. Yeah. Now, this last one, he goes, oh, no, this is not this one. The, There's he, so many levels. He goes back a third time, but we'll get to that. They let him out in a couple weeks. His yeah. dad picks him up and says, we're fucking done with you. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. And he wants to go back to West Memphis. So they let oh, him I mean, there's the only other place he knows. They let him go back to West Memphis. They get him on a bus and... Apparently he had when he got out he had tried to call his girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess he told her I'm coming back, and this yeah. is how Jerry Driver found out because those two weren't supposed to be in contact, right? And the parents called Jerry Driver and said, "Listen, they, he called, he's coming back." So naturally, Jerry Driver's dick gets extremely erect again. Tell him to fire up the Pope Mobile. We need help. So, Damien gets on a Greyhound bus. I'm assuming it's a Greyhound bus. It was a bus. And makes the long-ass journey to West Memphis. Oh, that was back before you get the fucking Wi-Fi upgrade and shit. Yeah. So, when he gets... He ha- really doesn't know where he's going. Read that. Uh, and he doesn't know where he's going. So, he gets to West Memphis, gets off with a suitcase. He's going to go to Jason's house, who is his... Jason Baldwin, who we talked about just a minute ago, was his best friend. Yeah. And try to figure out what to do. Super mullet. Super mullet. Mullet boy, which we love. Literally the most fantastic mullet I've ever seen. That's the real crime of the story. They made him cut that shit off. It was. It was like if Alan Jackson's mullet from the 90s was the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) So. I bet you that kid got all the Chattacoochee. Immediately as he leaves the bus station, he's walking to, don't have a car. Yeah. Walking to the trailer park where Jason lives. Yeah. Gets stopped by the cops. Shocker. Who may or may not have been waiting for him. Which that we think they were. But they don't really do know this. Where are you going? Said, I'm going to. We know you're here. Okay. You got to check in kind of thing. Yeah. So he goes to Jason's house. Which if it is just happenstantial and they happen to see him, that's perfectly fine. Because he does need to check in with the This is where Dominie comes into effect. Because he actually met and dated Dominie after the breakup for a little while. Yeah. Before dated her before the the after the breakup before they before they got back together. Yeah. 
because he broke up with her to get back together with Crazy Bitch, the Wicked. I know. Kid shit. Yeah. He's going to her house to drop off the suitcase till he can find something to find a place to live. Yeah. And shut your dog. Once up. he drops it off, they're walking. I guess then they're going to walk to Jason's house. He uh, gets pulled over again. Okay, whatever. Now, you listen to a lot of these uh, skeptics about this case. He did not immediately go right. He does end up having to go back to Jack Eccles' house. Mm-hmm. Because theoretically, Jack Eccles is his guardian. Because yeah. he is his adopted father. Yeah. But he doesn't go there right away. And he's on papers. So, like, you have rules to follow. He was splitting time between Jason's house. Jason's mom wasn't going to let him stay there all the time. Right. He would spend the day at Jason's house while everybody was gone. Can't blame her. And spend time at another guy's house. And it was funny in the book. He said... He went to this guy and said, hey, can I stay here? He said, well, my mom won't like it. Well, we just won't tell her. <laughs> and he stayed there for a while, too. Eventually, Jerry Driver with his, you know, Damien Eccles radar he's got going his on. Just walking around massive with a, throbbing hard on. Penis looking for him. Finds him and puts him away to another mental institution. Yeah. For violation of probation. Right. So... He gets out. He does that. This is where the shit kind of he he fucks himself so bad, and he does stupid shit. God, yes, he was such a like. And I don't, you can't blame him. He was just a smart ass dumb kid at right. the time. Apparently, one of the inmates, one of the kid inmates. Oh yeah, cut yeah. himself, and he sucked the blood. Apparently, apparently. And is this is this also when he confessed? To what? To another inmate about the murders haven't taken place yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not. We haven't got because that also happened when he was locked up. We haven't got to the murders yet. Well, I mean, so, I love how we talk about like he's like wasn't that bad of a kid, but we're like, which time or was he in jail for this time or but, a mental institution? Just, he, there's no doubt he had some mental issues. From yeah, like he wasn't a bad kid. He, he was, just, he he was has, misunderstood. And he needed. He yeah. probably needed a little help and a little guidance. Yeah. So they let him out. And every one of these doctors... And then he fucking killed them all. Every one of these doctors say, yeah, he's a kid and he's got some issues. He had a hard life. He's got a little issue. But it wasn't like they were super, super... They didn't have the heart on that Jerry Driver had on. Yeah, they're in the background like, he's just got some issues and he really needs he needs a, they, a, a role model a, and something to look up to. Jerry, get your dick out of your hand. He was on medication for depression, anxiety, all this shit. So yeah. he, he had some issues. He would have fit in great in 2021. Right. Oh, fuck. He would have been a rock star. Yeah. So they release the him, Cobain but he has today. to go back to Jack Eccles because he is. That's a, a great idea. So he sends, he stays there. Jack Eccles, he tries to go. Oh, I forgot. To, he tries to go back to school yeah. before he gets sentimental. They won't let him because he mm-hmm. needs a parent. Yeah. They said your best bet is just go get a GED. Yeah, so this could, they, they, this whole community just kind of fucked up everything. That's what he did. Which was my other thing is like, how the fuck is he going back to Jack Eccles? Because How was Jack Eccles not in jail? Because he was a... Well, I guess it wasn't proven about the twiddling of the sister. But... Okay, then how did... In my mind, if I was Damien, I would have gone straight back to jail. Because they'd have been like, here you go, you're back at Jack's house. I'd have been like, what's up, Jack? Now, they make him go back to Jack Eccles. He gets him a job on a roofing company where Mm -hmm. he works. He hates it. They hate each other. He hated this man. 
Not the only roofer in this story either. No. Roofing's a big business in Arkansas. So he forms this plan. He goes to... Goddamn. Are we at two hours now? Yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit. I don't want nothing to do. Well, we're about ready to... We're going to end it here real quick. Here in a little bit. But he uh, gets this plan. He goes gets Social Security. We're going to start with Jerry Drive. We're going to come out hot next in the mm. next episode. I want to leave him hanging. Leave him wanting more. Cause Fine. We're, we're kind of teasing with Jerry Drive. Fine. Even more. He forms this. He, go get, he go gets Social Security for his mental issues. Okay? Which is a brilliant. He doesn't idea. have any other fucking options. Because he hates working with Jer- Jack Eccles. He can't go to school. And he, if he's on Social Security, he can't work. His fucking stepdad's the diddler on the roof. Right. So he does this at, you know, this is, I'm pretty sure, I don't know exact timeline-wise, but this is really close. We're getting really close to the murders. Dum, dum, dum. And uh, he gets Domini, he, he's dating Domini and banging her at this point. She gets pregnant. So he gets his money. He's getting his Social Security. He kind of splits time. At, oh, and at this point, his mom moves back to town. Yeah. Everybody moves back to town. So he's actually he's living before she, his mom moves back to town. He's living with Domini and her mom because her mom's handicapped, I guess, can't walk in a wheelchair or something. Yeah. He's kind of living with her in a trailer park, in the trailer, in a trailer. His parents move. <laughs> in a trailer? In a trailer. Okay. It's all in a trailer, is, guys. It's all it is in West Memphis, except for the. Where the boys lived. It's just trailers and surrounded the, by a truck, truck stop and wood. Trees. So he's living with her. Her mom moves back. His mom moves back. And with her with her mom in the trailer park. So he's kind of splitting time with mm-hmm. that. And Jerry Driver just doesn't stop. He thinks they're all satanic worshipers. And Jerry Driver has Satan on the mind. I mean, this him and his assistant partner. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Do we need to bring up a name from the past? Who? We, oh, I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I was like, what, what did I miss? We need to bring a name from the past. I said there'd be a test afterwards. Yeah. Wasn't the test coverage. Jones. Jones. The man who found the shoe that got the ball rolling. Yeah. Juvenile Officer Jones is Jerry Driver's fucking partner. I mean, it all it, it it all just goes hand in hand, though. Really, if you think about it, like, of course, whoever's behind him is he's going to feed so much shit to that naturally the his pieces will fall into place in some way, shape, or form in that person's mind. Now, Jerry Driver and even Jones were convinced that there was a satanic cult operating in West Memphis. Mm-hmm. They. 100, 100, like, without a doubt in their mind, this shit was going on. It was so bad, those D-bags, those cock munchers... Those fucking... Would drive the streets at night just looking for... Go to open fields just knowing they're going to find this, you know, satanic ritual. Yeah, they would just wait. They would, like, find some kid listening to fucking Slayer or Sepultura and then they'd sitting off in the distance and they'd double dutch rudder each other. You know what a double dutch rudder is? No, I don't want to. It's like, I grab my dick, you grab your dick, I work your arm, you work my my arm. Double dutch rudder. Okay. (laughs) I'll take your word on that one. 
But they would spend their nights, their evenings, cruising the streets of West Memphis. In their six folk. <laughs> that, no. That's how I see it in my mind, though. It's just them like cruising around like old beat cops from oh. the movies. Like, hmm. No, they were looking for Satan in West Memphis. They were convinced that the kid. You think they ran up on people, too? Black shirt. I wonder what they did during Halloween. They probably lost their ever fucking love mind right. on Halloween. They're like, ghost, fine. Dracula, fine. Devil. Five-year-old devil. You got but, your gun, partner? But Jerry go wrangle these pieces of shit up. Was convinced that Satan had taken over West Memphis. Yeah, because this is a total, this is a perfect example of the separation of the church and the state. Yes. Well, freedom of religion only counts if you're talking about God. I don't know. I, I have my I have major issues with this whole church and state thing because there is no fucking separation. So now let's see. Steve Jones was his partner, by the way. Steve who? Steve Jones. Not Davy Jones. Not the monkeys. The monkeys had nothing to fucking do with this. It wasn't Mike Jones. As long as it's not Mike Jones. I I will say that somebody played the monkeys at the fucking bar. I was like, Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on? I like the monkeys. Oh yeah. That show was fucking hard. I loved the show when I was a kid. It was the monkeys. The last train to Clarksville and I'll meet. Isn't that the monkeys? Uh, my, here we come. Better than Mamas and the Papas. Oh, well, Mamas and Papas. Are so. oh, the Carpenters. <laughs> yeah, so Driver would cruise to town looking for Satan popping in. Uh, <laughs> hey, you ready to go look for Satan, bud? Yeah, hey, okay, What are you doing go. tonight? We're going to go look for Satan. Hey, Todd. You seen Satan? And he was convinced that Damien Nichols, ooh, nice catch, was the ringleader. Satan told him he was the grand poobah of the Satan cult. Yeah, he was this the, like seventeen-year-old kid was just running shit. He had a whole plethora of followers following him. Yeah, he was the Anton Lavey of West fucking Memphis. Yeah, or like Dante Moncrief. Yes, and he was convinced. He was sure of it. Yeah. And we will end it there. We will pick up next week. Finish with Jerry Driver. We'll give Travis a whole week. To... I'm going to finish on can, Jerry Driver. What, if you want, if you want to record a Patreon after this, I will. Can, I will finish inside Jerry Driver. But Jerry Driver, I will just say this: Jerry Driver is the He's one who, who got the ball rolling. Fucker, he is. I the hate one, him. And we are go- diving deep in this next episode. Like how all the fucking like hardcore liberal people just like to their bone despise Donald Trump and vice versa with Joe Biden that's how I feel about Joe Jerry Driver is my is if you took okay if you took if you took Joe Biden in from the eyes of a conservative and Donald Trump from the eyes of a liberal Hitler Mussolini Stalin Pol Pot And Saddam Hussein and put them together and took all those emotions. That's how I feel about Jerry Driver. He's such a piece of shit. Because not only is he a piece of shit because of what we'll talk about, because apparently we're not going to talk about it yet. But the reason his mind goes to these places is because he's A, misinformed, and B, he is a fucking like self-absorbed, fucking pragmatic cockbag of society but, and he needs to be he needs to like be wiped up with a tissue like his fucking 
like he should have been before he instead of being conceived and flushed down the toilet with the fucking used Durex. Yes, but we will go into a little bit more detail next next week about Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Going to hey, Dallas Cowboys. Hey. You leave Jerry Jones out of this. <laughs> I'm not the Driver. biggest fan of my of America's team's owner as a f- Cowboys fan, but he ain't this bad. He ain't that bad. Jerry Driver and how what role did he play in getting Damian Eccles as a prime su- suspect, Damien's best friend, Jason Baldwin, Spoiler, he, and the third he one wrote the fucking role. The third person who we haven't mentioned yet, Jesse Miss Kelly Jr. Oh God, this like other than the three boys that lost their life in this, Jesse Miss Kelly is the, sad the saddest part of this. A sad fucking story. We'll get into that next week. How these three became the West Memphis Three, and. Got arrested. Fucked in the ass. Arrested. And, well, I yes, it appears they got fucked in the ass hard. Yeah. Now, I will say, I you can't say it with 100% certainty. They got fisted by the long arm of the law. That, I'm not going to say 100%. Damon Eccles had nothing to do with it. I'd say 99. I, you never know. It's all, it's it, all never speculation but if still I, to this day. If you held a gun to my head, I would say none of them had anything to do with it. I would say I I would say with almost 100% conviction I could in my mind in my mind and my heart say that Jason Baldwin had didn't do, to it, do with it and Jesse Miss Kelly and didn't have anything to do, to do with it. it. I mean Damien's the one you could maybe, I don't know, whatever. Like there's the I mean fuck, it's not really a spoiler like leading into it but like the only connection between Jesse Miss Kelly and Damien Eccles is Jason Baldwin. Actually, that is not true. Well, we'll get into her later. There's a girl. Oh, uh, yeah. But as far as like connecting them on a some on an any more of a deep social level, Jason Baldwin is the is the key to that. Jason Baldwin is the one who got fucked the hardest. Just being friends with somebody got him arrested for this. Yeah. Got his name well, I mean, it, that trickled down to all three of them, right? Starting with Damien, right? Started with Damien, which trickled to Jason, which trickled to Jesse, well, and then Jesse got mind fucked into fucking the other two even harder, right. and himself. Now, but like I said, I can't say with one hundred percent. I would if I had to. If you made me choose, had to say you got to bet the mortgage on if they did it or didn't. Nah, if Damien did, if you had to say, if you said you got to. You held a gun to my head. Said you have to pick. Did he do it or didn't do it? I'm gonna say he didn't do it. But I, can't I would say, too. I can't say nine 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 nine. He might just be that good of a pathological liar. And pull I mean, the, I would, I, I would, I would say that he didn't do it. I would also say if, if I was told that I had to get that one of them definitely had something to do with it, and I had to pick one, he would be the one. Right. Right. And that's just because but we'll get into that. Nothing about the other two points towards anything. Whereas he. Even though he's probably, we'll get into it. Even though he's probably just being a smart ass teenage kid and being stupid, he did kind of shoot himself in the foot in a couple ways oh, later yeah, on that asshole. we will talk. He about. He did not do himself any favors throughout this investigation. No, not at all. So we are at. We will go off a little bit more on Jerry Driver mm. next week. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be fueled about by the hate fire for the next week. We will talk about the arrest a little bit and talk about the trial because that was fucky too. We'll talk about the at trial. least the arrest of uh, now. Jason Ballard. Now you 
The arrest of Jason Baldwin and Jesse Miss Kelly were both fucked. Just to kind of give you a preview, here's how fast Damien Echols got on West Memphis PD. He was interviewed, what, a week after? I think a week after. First time he got interviewed was a week after the... The, uh, the discovery uh, of the bodies. Yes. Yeah. He was on there. Jerry Driver, and it was all Jerry Driver. Yeah. Jerry Driver went to the West Memphis police. And I think he will cover this a little bit next week. He broke the law. I'm not sure. I say he broke the freaking law. Oh, he just had a hard on. He was waiting to throw anything on that kid. Be th- like, yeah, we found a dead deer on I-95. It is him. It is Damien Eccles. Oh. He he sacrificed it to the devil. According to Jerry Driver, you know, you might want to check uh, Texas, Houston. I think he might have fucking killed Kennedy and might want to question on where fucking Hoffa's body is. I seen, I seen him in a, himself. I, he probably had a hammer. I seen him in a picture with Abraham Lincoln two days before he died, yeah. too. That's how bad Jerry, that's how big of a He's so he satanic, he don't age. He's 463 years old. It would not surprise me if Jerry, Jerry Driver thought that. But I was told by a psychic medium that in the future, around the year 2008 to 2009, he will change his name to Bill Compton. Sookie. Sookie. Uh, Jerry Driver did sucky police work. If in a perfect world, that was bad. Next weekend, <laughs> next next week, we will finish talking up about Jerry Driver and his heart on for Damien. We'll get into the, the case. We'll we were right. We the, didn't even get to the case. The we'll fucking trial. The, uh, investigation towards these three, and maybe the trial. We'll get. We'll try to get into the trial because we really the trial. You can't do. There's not much going because they didn't have much. They had a little, but the little they had, they apparently just was so damning, right? And God, we'll get into hopefully a little bit of the trial. That third episode, I hope to get into the finish of the trial. Yeah, just nuke the and, fucking town and our uh, well, opinions. Evacuate it, then nuke it. Our and our opinions of it, hopefully. But like I said, I think maybe our opinions might have to go to number four. Just somebody just needs somebody should have just shoved a fucking. So that's what you have to look forward to. Jerry Driver's butthole. That's what you have to look forward to over the next month. Yeah, (laughs) three weeks definitely. Oh, for sure. Two weeks, three. I like not to be like I'm not out here trying to like fucking be lazy and not pick another topic. There's just too much to talk about on this topic. I have never. I have yet to see. A podcast like this one, where we talk about it, right. not just like like the quick rundown podcast that are like forty minutes. Right. Pretty much every podcast, one that I listened to was it, it was two or three parts. One was four parts. Like as I said, even though I'm not a fan of the podcast itself, we won't say the name or the person that does it. There's one exclusively dedicated to this case. Eighty eight some odd episodes. Yeah. And he's a cockbag. Yeah, he's a fucking biased douche. But that... W- Watch 10 years from now, he, we're going to be like, he was fucking right. He's, damn it, he was right. Well, Jesus he, Christ, fuck me, right? He was right. I guess I owe that guy a hand job and $5. Uh, but that is kind of what we got to do. Like I said, we wanted... To, I would love to get this done in one, but there's just too much to go. We'd literally be sitting here till 6 o'clock in the morning. I could do... Make this a 10-part episode. 10-part. Oh, yeah. 10 episodes easy. You could pretty much make an episode about every person involved. Right. Because there's... Well, my, barring, like, parents and shit like that. Because the reason I'm thinking it's four, because I think we got to get into the aftermath of... There's the for sure going to be four in that 
I think there's definitely going to be at least a fourth episode in the form of a Patreon where we well, can. And the only reason I say Patreon is because then we can like act like go the fuck off. Well, see, I don't know because I I want to. We have to get into the other suspects. Yeah, and I just don't know if we can get that done in three. Yeah, because that. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the stepfathers mr bojangles as they called him everybody there's there's quite a few i mean there's even some that like that prison shit how people in prison will be like i did this just like fucking andy dufresne thing i'd like to get down three but i'm thinking it's going to be four (laughs) and that fourth is going to be the craziness of them getting. yeah even if the fourth one's not a two-hour episode who who kind of a who really did it kind of thing or we'll just do the fourth one and we can just cry the whole time just sit here and weep for it'll be like that episode when jimmy the king loses and ready to rumble he said god damn stupid diamond dallas page allergies so i appreciate you guys hanging out but this is a fascinating story do your own research if you want that way you kind of know what we're talking about oh yeah like you thought if you thought that we were a little off the wall and back and forth on this one wait till the next episode oh the next episode is gonna be once because once as soon as the name with the next episode, since we've called it a hard cut on the facts as we know it, as soon as we start that next episode and Phil goes, so let's get back to Jerry Driver. I'm going to go, fuck that motherfucker. I swear to God, I'll eat his children. Jerry Driver's a dick. I'm but just kidding. He, Jerry Driver's children, you're probably great I'm, people. I mean, there is a children. Hopefully I'll be honest not. with you. And before we go, I will say this. There is a bunch of people. I would love to have 15 minutes alone in the interrogation room. Yeah. And I haven't. Right I would now, fight Jerry, Jerry Jones Driver. or Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones will leave too. Jerry Jones alone. Uh, Jerry Driver, first he's first on the list. But there are others I actually want more. The, the Jerry Driver is just a fucking flaming bag of fucking emu shit. Oh, he is. No, he's. Yes, but it's a sign of the times and just narrow-minded, petty. Un- narrow-minded and just so set in his ways at all. It's like if somebody yeah. took if somebody took a human egg and fertilized it with like a gnarly Taco Bell skyline shit. Don't be afraid Taco Bell. And then turned it into a baby. Jerry Driver. Probably, but I. We'll, that's what we're going to get to next week. We'll talk about Jerry Driver. I'll let Travis rant about Jerry. Driver There's castrated hamsters with more testicular fortitude than then that man. We'll talk about. We have to get to the end of the investigation with Jesse Miss Kelly. The interrogations of the three. Oh, I'll get fired up over the Jesse Miss Kelly part too, because that poor kid. Because I'll be honest with you, the trial is actually the smallest portion. Of yeah, it. the trial ain't shit. There really, it wasn't much of a trial. The trial will be more of an opinion piece. I mean, the trial Here's, itself, the the evidence or lack thereof. The, well, the evidence is. is basically going to be lead up right because like they gathered all this evidence and then like they just kind of boop 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 and everybody was like mm-hmm. right that's so, a yes for me so hopefully we can get through i think we might be able to get the trial done next week too because there's not probably yeah the, the trial touch a little on third but the third's mainly going to be the prison what happened in prison and hopefully we can get to i mean really all we got to do is we got to hit jason baldwin a little bit yeah, Jesse Miss Kelly. Jesse Miss Kelly is the second longest, I don't know, deposition, right. if you will, of the three. Right. And then it goes along with that and along with Jerry Driver. 
that covers all through all the rest of the stories of the parties involved and most of the evidence that's going to be brought up in court because the court case was not a fucking long drawn out thing really no considering what the court case was over right i mean uh, how long was fucking charles manson in court I, for i don't I, fuck i don't know that's what i'm saying but you know this wasn't oj i will say this though oj did it marcia clark oj prosecutor she fucked up. She should have tried that motherfucker in Arkansas because right. they would have. That would have trial been over about an hour the way they're Arkansas. They're, oh like, yeah, <laughs> they were you charge him. You charge him in Arkansas out. in the right part of Arkansas or Alabama in that time period. You're gonna bring him out and they're gonna be like the state versus OJ Simpson or Orenthal James Simpson and the judge is just gonna be sitting there like black. Mm, he's black. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's gonna be looking over the jury all the juries just sit there like they're trying to hold in a shit their face is all red and sweaty like Bleh! you know if i was the, the prosecutor or the defense attorneys for Eccles, baldwin and uh miss kelly because you gotta remember this is 93 oj was 95 yeah 96 if i was their uh defense attorneys i'd be going that motherfucker cut off we couldn't get these three off right and that fucker got off he got off and he went on a high-speed chase too obviously this doesn't fit must have quit they would have got it off. Of course, there was nothing to fit to, but all that's beside the point. All I can see in my head now is just O.J. Simpson in a down south fucking courtroom, and him and his defense attorneys are just sitting there all normal, and everybody else in the course courtrooms just... <laughs> now, his... Mr. Ornthal James Simpson supposedly murdered his lovely blonde-haired white wife. Oh, God. <laughs> what are you saying? He did it. He <laughs> fucking did it. He's dog. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, like, that's all I see is just a judge. Black. Oh, fuck. Oh, there. Mm. Uh, Start the all, fucking case. <laughs> fire the chair up. Fire the chair up. Uh, oh, in man. all seriousness, this case... Like I said earlier, moved me. I mean, yeah, I cried during some of this shit. Yeah, it's fucked. I mean, just the mere horror of what those kids went through. Yeah, as much as I hate Jesse or, course, or Jerry is. Driver, I will say when we get into it, like I said, I think Jesse Miss. Other than, I sad. don't want to lose the basis of this because it. We have to touch on the fact: yes, three innocent kids, preteen kids got. That didn't even get to the point where they understood what it was to live a life at all or to experience things or be young and jubilant. And we jubilant. Ha- we haven't got were into killed. The, and we haven't got into the parents yet either. But to me, the barring that, the worst part of this story is Jesse Miss Kelly, which we will get into next week. Like that, fuck. Everybody that had anything to do with Jesse Miss Kelly needs to be fucking like. You remember Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat? No, I was. He does the splits and he punches people in the dick. That's one of his signature moves in the game and in the movie. They need to do that, but like Mike Tyson and like actually, you know, I just I just thought we pretty much I didn't turn pages. We got pretty much through all this stuff for. I, I mean, we already decided last night or the night the other night that there was almost no way we're getting we through really all did, of it. I know I had a little this this part that I left playing anyway. I got about right where... Damn, I timed that out good. Okay, now if anybody in the comments now has anything they need to talk about or air, now is the time. Yes. But this Fuck is, me. This was... I mean, it's a good fucking... God. Yeah, it, I, we apparently like we've I gone said, for two and a half hours and... We'll end it here, but we'll stay. We're going to end here. Thanks to everybody for checking out. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
we are going to stick around and talk to the people in chat. Yeah, we can cut this out of the, that the won't podcast. End up in just the podcast feed, but yeah, there's no nobody wants so to stick around listens if you want to. and doesn't watch gives a shit about right. this interaction, which we love understandable. You guys. Uh, but be sure to subscribe, like everything, the channel, uh, the podcast feed, all the happy shit, and we'll end it there. Thanks for everybody listening. So we're going to talk to the chat room and move on from there. We'll see you next week for part two of. West Memphis. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, fucking give us a review, please. Yeah, we haven't got one in a while. Dude, Apple Podcast reviews, I don't know what it is about that algorithm. It the the reviews are so fucking important for Apple Podcasts. I don't exactly know why. Join the party. But it is. It's the best thing that if somebody listens to this and they enjoy what we do, the best thing that you can do is give us a hopefully good rating and review on apple Podcasts. Let's share it with your friends and if you're in the chat room we love you we thank you very much we'll talk to you we'll be talking to you real quick but get on apple if you have an iphone and leave a review please some because most of you are here all the time love 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 we have we have the same people so i'm a broke sack of shit i've got an android what does that say apparently because of us Bree cleaned her bedroom I want to ask. All right. I'd, I'd, I'd we're going to ask that question after. We're not going to leave that for it. All right. Thanks, everybody who's listened to the podcast. We will see you next week for part two. I love your face. Fuck Jerry Driver. All right. Take care, everybody.